<laughs> if halfway through the recording I slide off and just like disappear into the atmosphere because my jogger bottoms are too slidey for this leather sofa. <laughs> you know what? I'll just leave it in. <laughs> just the noise of like, ah! Do you know what? I'll play good. I feel like people are like that. So, oh yeah, so whatever happened to that guy who did that fact theme shit? Oh, well, he decided to wear like, you know, his, his gym clothes on a leather sofa. He slid off. Oh, that was it. We've not found him yet. <laughs> it's like he fell through the world. It's like, that when it, oh, God. it's like a Red Dead character or someone in Grand Theft Auto. He just fell over, <laughs> just clipped through the earth, and he's it's still just falling. never got back up. Just the constant bit where you're like falling down a hill, and they just keep get, trying to get up and just tumbling a little bit further. Oh, I've done that with like Nico Bellic before. I think I got nudged by a taxi in Grand Theft Auto Four. Oh god! And yeah. something about like his model couldn't reorientate itself like vertically, so he just did that like, oh, sideways man. stumble. <laughs> but he did, he did it like all the way down the street to the edge of a pier and then fell into the water oh, <laughs> it just looked like he was really it's drunk just so stupid just all the way to the end of a pier oh. and then just cartwheels into the water drunkenly and then like <laughs> then Nico just went I hate this fucking country it's like me too Nico me too <laughs> I don't think that's the country's fault Nico so it's cause you, just because you can't like survive a fist fight with a taxi man it's not my fault all <laughs> oh, right. So, welcome to... Oh, God, I've done it again. Is it episode 10? We are actually in double digits. Double digits, yeah. wow. Episode 10. Episode 10 of... They haven't cut us off yet. ...of Carl's Corner. Um, and I am here with my good friend, Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Hola, guys. I've waited for, like, four weeks now for me to say, say hello, Lucas, and for you to say, hello, Lucas, and you've not done it yet, and it's really starting to get to me. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I set you up for it every time. Like, you know what though? It's like, say hello, Lucas. I never like to say hello. And you just go, all right, guys. It's like, no! It's so perfectly set up. People, I never like to say hello. Just, it's like when I'm in work, I come in, and no matter what time of the day it is, I just come in and I'm like, oh, morning. Oh, I always do that. Everyone gets so fucking enough by it. Because they look at you and go, don't you mean afternoon? It's like, yes. No, I'm just like, no, morning. Oh, all right. So, yeah, episode 10 of Carl's Corner. And, we made it there, Carl. And I'm going to start this thing off right, because I always forget. All right, what are you drinking today, Lucas? I, I'm i drinking a bit of a rum and sparkling water today. Oh my God, snap, because I've decided that I'm going to do a bit of a drinking boost today. I'm drinking rum and sparkling water. <laughs> you should point out we're not in the same room, we're like opposite, opposite ends of the country, but I've got some rum, because I went and got, um, finally, the finishing t- most of the finishing touches to my tattoo done today. Which, oh, very nice. yeah, which we've already discussed might end up affecting the recording quality. Because, yeah, a little bit. Because I, we'll, we'll deal with it. Because I, I did a test earlier because I'm recording this on my new laptop. And I was like, oh, what's that rustling in the background? Oh, it's me. So I'm just a pile just of... Carl. I'm just like a pile of leaves caught in an autumn breeze at the moment. <laughs> so if there is a... And to, to, to like clarify, Carl isn't rustling himself, it's the cling film in his arm. Oh, yes, yes. So like obviously you have to protect a tattoo with cling film. And I I think it's the same stuff like the uh, tattoo is put on because it's right to the very top of my arm. And oh, God, have you yeah, ever... so it's right on your shoulder whenever you need to move anything. Yeah, have you ever tried to cling film up the top of your arm? No, I can't say I have. I'll tell you what, it's a challenge for people like, uh, like listening at home. Go just get a bit of cling film in your kitchen, then try and just get your right arm, so your dominant arm, and now try and put cling film all the way round the top part of your shoulder, including the armpit. 
without it like <laughs> falling over. Oh, that's ridiculous. The, so did they have to do that to you? Uh, yes. I bet they had fun with that. Yeah, and I've got to do that later on for myself after obviously I take it off and um, do all the cleaning shit. But the annoying thing for me is I'm going to look like those guys in infomercial. Have you seen them? Like when, it's like no. that, like when people in infomercials like can't open their cupboard doors. Oh, God, Just yeah. all the plastics fall out. It's going to be me. Oh, God. Just wrestling with this cling film. Was it just like... I think you should do a live stream of you trying to cling film your arm back together. What, with my left arm? While trying yeah. to put on my right arm? Oh, man. <laughs> that ends so horrendously. Well, the worst bit is, like... I don't say the worst bit, but... Um, because it's finishing touches, so it's all up and down my right arm. Mm. Which means I've got to cling wrap up the entire arm. The problem is... Oh, God. It's the bit underneath the armpit that needed to be done. And I, yeah, I, yeah. And I had to shave my armpit. I'm not kidding. I, did. I mean, yeah. That's very obviously you, know. you can't tattoo over like some hair. But then what I did is I looked in the mirror after I got out of the shower doing it, and I had one hairy armpit and one. Clean. I was about to say, did you do both? And I looked, and I looked, and I went, I can't not walk up because if I just go, if I go to the gym after this is done and like go on a weight bench, <laughs> and someone just sees one hairy armpit, one clean armpit, they're going to wonder what's going on. So I thought, well, I've got to shave the other one now. So I stood oh, in yeah. the mirror of my my bedroom shaving my armpit. And then turned around and just saw someone making his lunch across the way. <laughs> just made eye contact with him, like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But the worst bit See, is. See, like, this is the thing, though, with. Like, I want. I, I think I want a tattoo on my calf at some point. <laughs> but then I'm like, what do I do? Do I just shave the bit that's, like, got. gotta have the tattoo? Or do then, like. I shave the whole leg, or do I go up to the knee or something? But then you've got to do the same on the other leg, so do I just shave my entire legs? Like, like, do you commit to shaving your yeah. legs? Just having like a night a week where you and your girlfriend shave each other's legs? <laughs> <laughs> just bring yourself close together. Do you know what the worst part is? Because it was a finishing touches, she never actually got around to doing the armpit. So now I've just got Oh, rid- God, no. <laughs> do you know what's really bad as well? Have you ever tried moisturising your armpits? Do you know people put deodorant and roll on deodorant? I can't say I have, Carl. But obviously, after you shave, man, you've got to put your moisturiser on. There is no worse... Like, having a sweaty armpit, that's bad. Having a sticky, covered in moisturiser <laughs> armpit, when you've got to like, walk around like you've just won the WWE title, like just walking on your arms in the air, <laughs> like champion. I'm just John Cena in all the way around my house for it to dry. It's not ideal, mate. Oh god, I can't imagine it is. Oh no, but it's fine, it's fine. I'm sure I'll recover. But I just thought it was just really hilarious. Just I was like, <laughs> what is this rustling in the background? Because the, the, it's all just Carl's fault. The mic- so if you guys hear the rustling, we haven't been able to do much about it and just blame Carl. Yeah, it's fine. Blame me for everything. Well, the worst part is the microphone was so sensitive. Like while I was doing it, it was like you can hear me like breathing and gulp, and that's because obviously I'm leaning over my laptop as I'm doing it, so leaning right into the mic. <laughs> God, yeah. We still haven't got a pop filter or anything for it yet. It's super frustrating. So I'm now just use a sock, Carl. That's what the pros do. Well, I've got something over the top of it at the moment. It's one of those little fluffy things. But I'm sat all the way back, but my headphones are a certain length, mm. so I'm like the optimum distance away, but my table's only like a foot wide. So oh, God. <laughs> my setup just looks horrendous, and then there's like some booze next to it. Which I'm going to be incredibly <laughs> careful not to knock over onto a laptop. Yeah, be careful with that one. I don't think my laptop's waterproof. Just, oh, sorry guys, no podcast this week. Carl just spilt rum all over his new laptop. Yeah, my, my laptop's got really drunk. That's still the podcast that one. Hey laptop, what are you drinking? Shut, shut. <laughs> <laughs> Pouring shots into all the ports. <laughs> 
Oh, so have you been up to anything else this week, Carl? Uh, that was the main thing I had to do today, and obviously record this. Uh, I've got a bit of work to do later, but this week is it's a pretty big week for you know Fact Fiend and you know the business that owns it, Big Wangers, which is real. Oh, the good old Big Wangers. Got a bit, a bit of Big Wangers because this is the week where I get the office. It's finally happening. It's guys. finally happening, and I went in yesterday. I signed all the forms, and tomorrow I go in. I get my keys. The office will be available for me to use and to set up and do with what I please. And I've ordered all my stuff. And the annoying thing is, obviously there's nothing in the room at the moment. And I mm. went in with like um, my work laptop. I have two laptops, one for work and like one for other work, I suppose. <laughs> it's really weird. It's showing off that YouTuber money. It's not, it's tough. I've got an office, so I need to have a laptop there. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. You need to have like something to work on in every location. Yeah, you know? so what I did is I put that laptop just on the floor and opened it. <laughs> So I didn't know what else to do. So I shut the, I shut the thing, but I left the blinds open. So anyone now walking past that office will look in, see that he's now taken, but then just see a single laptop on the floor and nothing else. You know what? Like, what what do people question of like what the fuck is going on in there? Do they think that you're just like you've spent all your money on the, just the office, have no money left for fucking like? <laughs> Just got one laptop. <laughs> Any sort of decorations or furniture. There's no desk or anything in there. Yeah, it's crazy. But what's... Just Carl sitting in the middle of a giant office on his laptop with nothing else it, in it. it. It reminds me, though, of I was like walking to work one time a couple of years ago. And I mm. used to live in like student areas. There's a lot of student houses. And it was around the time yeah, yeah, sure. all the students are moving in. And I remember, I'll remember it to the day I die. Because it was just, it was so depressingly sad, but also hilarious. And it was... A guy in a front room of a house, so clearly this is the room he'd rented out. And yeah, he had yeah. no curtains, he had like no carpet, no nothing. He had a sleeping bag in the corner of the room and a laptop. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's like, that's how that guy's living. And it was right oh, in the corner dear. of the room as well. And you could tell, like, that's where the plug socket was and the radiator. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Is that what, is that what his life has become? Sounds that like. is, I mean, you know, student life, Carl. Yeah, we've all been there, but that's what my office is going to look like until tomorrow, because I'm about to order everything for it. Like, literally, I'm about to order everything. I've got desk, like, a chair, like... Yeah, because it's not like you've got anywhere to keep it before you get the office exactly. space or anything. So, but the annoying thing is, obviously, have you ever tried getting, like, a sofa? Because I'm getting a sofa for the office, like, for me and Brad to sit on as we were discussing ideas. Like, mm. get a sofa. You can get a sofa Amazon Primed. What Amazon will pr- they will prime a sofa to like your location in a day? It's crazy. I mean, man, like people are you know some people are a bit salty about the fact Amazon basically have like a monopoly over the internet now. But you know it, what? They can do shit like that. If I want so a, they've earned it. The weirdest thing is though, I, I wish there was still like the drone system that they were planning. So they had to drone just drone in a sofa. <laughs> <laughs> hey Carl, you expecting delivery today? They look outside and just a drone carrying an entire sofa. Oh, that would be beautiful. It's, it's all... Or just like the sofa has to be assembled, and there's just like a hundred drones with tidy pieces of sofa. And they all do it for me. Uh, it's all it's all flat pack furniture. But the really funny bit is, obviously, if people don't like follow this much, over listeners first time, I I run a channel on YouTube, Fact Fiend. But it's obviously for all the money to go into, you have to like make my accountant Tommy. Start a business because that yeah, way yeah, yeah. you protect it from liability. If anyone sues the channel, say if you say something and it's like class as libelous, they'll sue the channel. But you personally, 
your st- your safe. You won't go to court. You won't lose your house mm-hmm. if you end up getting yeah, killed. yeah, of course. And he says also it makes things easier for paying people because then you can pay them through this business, and like obviously you don't mm-hmm. have to touch it. You just have to go into your account. And I went, oh, that sounds fair enough. What should I call the business? And my account went, I don't care. Most people just pick their name or a string of numbers. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it exists on paper. Me being the smart ass I am said, how about big wangers? Oh god. And my account went. Yeah, sure, I don't care. Big Wangers is fine. No, no, no. Big Wangers Incorporated. <laughs> but we obviously... You know what? I love that you've put the Incorporated at the end. It just makes it sound a bit classier. But the best bit is, because in the UK, every company is a limited company, so it's Big Wangers Incorporated Limited. <laughs> <laughs> and the even more hilarious part is, I was alerted after the fact that if you put INC at the end of a business name in the United States, you can't yeah. do that. That's owned by somebody. Some, oh, really? bi- some business out there owns exclusivity to that. And if you do put that on your business, they will sue the fuck out of you. And oh, I fuck, that's insane. Yeah, and I recently applied for a trademark on Big Wangers Inc. And there is a two-week period. I think it's about four, well, there's about four more days left on it at the re- at time of recording this. And if, yeah, and if yeah. nobody challenges it, it goes into, like, it becomes official and I own it. And then I can start um, telling people off for using it. But that means that if that big company ever catches whiff of someone else, they could then, mm. like in the UK, if they ever want to try and like pursue it over here, like that company who they end up suing could point to me as a precedent of, well, this guy's called Big Wangers Inc. and you never sued him. <laughs> so technically, or theoretically, I could one day end up as like a precedent in case law. <laughs> Just fucking these guys over. The precedent of Big Wangers Incorporated. <laughs> but like this... This business, like the name, has been the gift that keeps on giving. Because when I was setting it up, obviously I had to go in and say, I want an office, please. And then, okay. And we've got one here. Is this suit one? This looks perfectly fine. Right, what's the business name? I went, Big Wangers Incorporated. Went, what? It's a, it's a Big Wangers Incorporated. And went, okay, that's fine. Um, what business are you in? Sort of video production. And she's like, the, the girl like, took one look up from a notepad and went, oh, I do YouTube. She went, oh, okay then. <laughs> Just, oh God, what does this guy do? Because I, was asking, I don't think I want to rent this office out now. Because I was asking her while I was going around, like, can you get a sofa in here? Because I like the idea of a sofa to sit down on. And I thought maybe she'd like some casting cow situation going on. <laughs> she definitely did, Carl. Because I was going like, oh, we could put the video camera here, the sofa here. We could put the green screen here. It's like, what are you doing in this office? <laughs> and I told her, she went, oh, do you want an office with a view? And oh no, the curtains will be shut all the time. Yeah, they will. Obviously, yeah. for, for lighting reasons, but she was like, what does he try to do? I know, yeah. Why does this man not want to be seen by the public in his office? Oh, but it's great as well, because obviously I can get signage made. And they were asking me, do you want us to put a sign on your door? And I went, yes, absolutely. Because they say we'll pay to get a sign made and do the little glass door thing. Oh, and yeah, They'll say, yeah. like, Big Wangers Incorporated, like... Oh, man, that's going to be so good. The thing is, though, they said, we're okay with it because we think it's funny. We might have to go ask around the other officers if they think it's like offensive. <laughs> so legitimately, today, some poor fucking intern at that company has got to walk Had around. To walk all... around and just ask if it's okay for Big Wang to, <laughs> to be move in. around the office. To move in, they've got to go around. Or some of them are like proper like upscale like computing firms and shit like that. And she's oh, around. Goes, Do you mind if a company called Big Wangers moves in next door? <laughs> And I could just not stop laughing. I was just howling. I just sat there. 
in there. Oh, that's so good. Just in their foyer, just laughing my ass off. <laughs> and the best bit is what I ordered all my furniture. And I, you better fucking believe I ordered it to Big Wangers. Oh, <laughs> so God. Tomorrow, it, just, it just never stops being funny. You know, every time something happens with it, it makes me laugh. And I go, that's why I did it. It was, yeah, it was like worth. even just basic interactions like that. It just you just get that little giggle to yourself, just yeah. Because you get every single time it happens, I just go. It's <laughs> 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 like when I had to go pay the by the deposit. I went in. And she, oh, do you want to pay it on card? I went yes, and I pulled out the big wangers card. <laughs> <laughs> it says like big wangers, and just handed it over. And she, the girl behind the, behind the counter just could not stop laughing because she didn't think it was real. So that's the big wangers card. What are you laughing at? So, oh god. The question is, Carl, have you paid extra to have a photo put on the background of the card? Uh, no, I haven't because the, my bank wouldn't do that. Unfortunately. Oh god! But I am getting business cards made, and once this trademark goes through, I can unveil the logo. And the logo, they say you're not allowed to have like um, an explicit one, and I think yeah. I might have gotten one past them because the Big Wangers Inc. logo is Big Wangers Inc., but the B is really massive, so it looks like a set of balls, <laughs> and like Big Wangers, the rest of it is the shaft, and then at the end, it's got like a little circle. Oh god! The, the little circle at the end to make it like a. So my logo is literally a stylized penis, and I've got it through. <laughs> no, oh, I'm gonna own the trademark on it, <laughs> and I'm gonna be able to like walk up to people with like that t-shirt on, and I'm gonna get mugs and stuff with it printed on for the office. Oh man! So when people come in, to join a cup of tea and give a big wangers mug. <laughs> Big, oh, it's beautiful. It's so good. I'm so happy. My life is just so surreal at the moment <laughs> that tomorrow I'm about to like call people up and say, "Oh, can you come and help me? Like, you know, unpack some stuff." So I think Brad's coming down. He's like, "Yeah, sure. What are we doing, like, mate? We're getting big wangers HQ needs sorting out." <laughs> oh, it's gonna be. Fun. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. And you know what? A, a bloody uh, Smash Bros stream needs to happen at some point in that. Oh, I'm getting a not I, lovely office. Well, I found out off my account. I went, can I write off? Well, I was asking him like, what can I write off for the office? And he went, well, you're going to have an hard time getting some things through. Like, if you want to buy an Xbox, don't do it. I went, don't worry, I'll protect my own Xbox. There, it's portable enough. And, but you, yeah, if, yeah. If you want to buy a TV? You can buy a TV because you do stream, and that is a mm-hmm. necessary piece of equipment. Oh, can I now? I went, oh yeah, yeah. I went, what about sofa? Oh, sofa's fine. Soft furnishings, anything that makes you know the office more comfortable, that's fine. What about tea bags? And they went, tea bags might be a bit tougher, but I want to see what <laughs> I can do. And I'm like, but, but I'm working there. Obviously, isn't it like part of a business? Like, you know, provide a cup of tea. It's in the Magna Carta, man. We're British. Because that is a point, yeah, if you do whole business meetings, you will be expected to provide refreshments. I'll have a look and see what I can do. <laughs> so I'm going to try and get like an espresso machine or something written through. Is that what you're going to like? Call any of the uh, the streams that you do, just business meetings. Well, I do that already. If people follow me on stream, the trend that I've set is that every time I do, it's like uh, I think yesterday I was playing some like Devil May Cry, and it's called like, Big Wangers Inc. Um, bloody pa- excursion to Bloody Palace. I want to play like <laughs> Fighters. It's a um, Big Wangers Inc. And it's like a com- uh, combo learning seminar with Carl. <laughs> so everything's That's beautiful. Everything's framed as if it's like a meeting of just like members, members and staff of big wangers. It's just, just Carl teaching like lectures and seminars and just having fucking business meetings on yeah. Dragon Ball Fighters. And whenever we do like the Q and A at the end of each stream, it's always like big wangers in self reflection meditative seminar, like um, hour or something like that. 
Right, so <laughs> I'm looking so forward to how cool this office is going to look. And I went to, I've been in contact with like artists and stuff who work for China. Do you want to just draw me something really stupid and I'm going to get it printed off and just put on the wall? Yeah, that would be really cool. Just like actual little contributions from the community and stuff and putting them in the background of your streams and shit. Yeah, and I've been told, I've got like friends who are artists who live quite close and I've been told I can do whatever the fuck I want to the office. I can like paint the walls as long as I pay to get painted back. So I'm tempted to bring someone in and do like a big mural on the wall. Oh, that would be sick. Yeah, maybe of me. Just you fighting those tigers. Why not? I can do that. I've already got one of them. Someone did a picture know, of me yeah, fighting yeah. a tiger. That's going on. <laughs> I remember you sending me that. I was like, oh man, that is the best piece of fan art you can get. Do you know what the best bit is as well? I, I messaged the guy. Oh, look, dude, um, I really don't want to be a pain, but I tried putting on a t-shirt and it doesn't fit. And they're going, I'll leave yeah. it to me. Like two days later, he sent me an even sicker looking piece of fan art. And I went, oh, oh man, man. How, much do I, how much do I owe for your time? And oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, you can't do that. I went, I'll tell you what. You send me a t-shirt signed, and we'll call it even. It's like, you are a fucking bro. What an absolute... Like, this guy... That is a great move. Like, Why don't you want money for this? Like, oh, you've already paid me, like, 100 quid. That's fine. It's like, I don't, yeah, do, yeah, I don't sure. do this for a living. I'm just surprised. Like, it's just nice to be able to, like, you know, get acknowledgement for it. Just give me a free shirt. It's like, what a dumb. That is so cool. So I'm going to get that on my fucking wall. It's me Probably fight. Start, guys. It's me up cutting tigers all day. Just oh, sick yeah. at my way across the room. Just tiger genociding. <laughs> If you just paint a different mural for every time you stream the game. <laughs> oh, that is such a good laugh. That's gonna that's taking up the majority of my week, to be honest. Other than obviously generic record the answer a record. Yeah, yeah, of course, doing things for the channel and everything, yeah. Wrote an article, work Brad. I know Brad is um, moving soon ish. Oh fair enough. Because obviously we've had to deconstruct the studio at his house. Because fun fact, every episode of Fact Bean ever has been filmed in Brad's house. <laughs> and we worked out that we literally moved up in the world because we originally filmed in his kitchen. He's got a three-storied house. You've been there, haven't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a three, yeah I've been there it's a few times. It's a three-storied house. We originally filmed in his kitchen, which is the basement, and then the acoustics <laughs> there were bad, so we went upstairs to the middle room, which is on the obviously the first floor. And then I oh, moved, yeah, yeah. then I moved into his house for a bit, so we moved upstairs to the spare room. So obviously, as oh, the channel got more, you literally moved up the world. Yeah. We went up and we so we filmed in the same house the entire fucking time, and I don't know. Oh god! So potentially the are you last... gonna uh, you're gonna completely change the look of your channel now you got a studio, Carl? No, it's gonna look exactly the same. I've told Brad <laughs> to edit it to make it shitter. Yeah, if it looks too good, and so I tweak the editing. But um, yeah, it's just really hilarious the idea that we've been doing like a year and a half, and we've literally moved like twelve foot just in the, like, <laughs> on the along the y axis, and are still making it in the bedroom. So that's a weird thing, that isn't it? Like, you get a lot of YouTubers. It is, yeah. Even when they get like, massively successful, they still try and pretend they're in a room. Yeah. Like, like oh, guys, I'm in, I'm in like my my new bedroom. I'm not in a studio or nothing. And it's like, well, that's not a bedroom, is it? That's the spare room you have with like a four thousand dollar PC in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you sat in front of like a webcam that has like a better camera on it than like six iPhones sellotaped together. It's crazy. <laughs> But yeah, because obviously I'm so like, uh, I don't think lacks a days because of it, but just like, I go with the flow in regards to when we do content. We didn't even make a big deal of the fact the last ever video we recorded in the house was the last video we've ever done. It's one of those things that's like, a lot of the time, those things just kind of fly back past you and just, and you only realise like after the, after the cause, you know. 
Yeah, that after it's already happened. Yeah, we noticed after that, oh, man, that's the last video we'll ever record in this house, like, because obviously starting next week. So probably like yeah, three, yeah. three, four weeks in the future if people are um, listening to this. So we record a huge number in advance. Like, just one day the quality will change ever so slightly because it'll be filmed on a different camera because I've like, obviously bought a camera for the office as well. So, oh, that's cool, yeah. So Brad and Nisha can both film it and take the memory cards just back to their respective houses. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah. Make rather, it easier for them to do rather that. Rather than have to like bring their camera, their expensive camera that obviously they want to use for their own shit. Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's uh, just one day it's going to change and it's going to look exactly the same to everyone except me. Because I'll notice I it. mean... I'm sure people will pick up on stuff. You they know will. what they're like. Because the first episode I got, what, we're in my new office and make Brad spin the camera around. <laughs> Especially when I've got all the, like, the big wanger shit all over the wall. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. That, for that, sure. Yeah. Like, do a, a mini studio tour. Well, like, everything, everything in there is super cheap. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I, I went out and went, okay, I need a router. Okay, what's this? Oh, uh, Amazon recommends, like, £60 router. I went, yeah, but what's this £20 route we're doing down there? Let's get that one. <laughs> what's this one that is, like, that, a lot cheaper and does the same thing? It's like Amazon, rec- I type in, like, sofa, and it comes up like, like no, I'm not paying, like, that much. I'm going to get the bog standard one that looks like it, it during the Sims, when you make a house in the Sims. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you don't buy, and you, like, you the You go 80- to, like, the first sofa in the game. Yeah, you don't buy, like, the one made out of wicker that you put in your garden. You buy, like, the <laughs> next one along. Yeah, like that yeah, one, yeah, the one that has like comfort of four or five and looks. Yeah, I was gonna say right. not the comfort of two, the one that costs like fifty dollars more, but it's got yeah comfort of like five. Yeah, that's that was my approach to decking out the office because it'll be all the the stupid knickknacks that we get that'll make it look cool over the years. It'd be like oh the, yeah, yeah, of course it'll be all the like yeah, I'd say the posters and the fan art and stuff like that. Yeah, all the, that couple. And obviously the YouTube award that I've got that's staring at me right now because I've been halfway through packing some of the stuff from my own flat to take over there. Which, um, fun fact for anyone who's the YouTube award, when you get it for like 100,000 subs, you mm, can yeah, t- yeah. you can tell it what you can tell them what you want to put on it. So I put Carl Smallwood, MD, Big Wangers. <laughs> Not even kidding. <laughs> oh, that's for I've like I've seen it, but I've never actually read what was on there. Like, yeah, people don't. They just think, oh, cool, it's the YouTube award. It's like, yeah, but read it though. <laughs> just use it as a coaster. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it's sat there with pride of place next to my copy of Z Rex. And my Power Rangers playing cards. <laughs> and just, oh man, uh, should we do that again this week? Should we go through the shelf of like wonder and mystery? So I'm looking at it I mean, right I think now. you should do it, Carl. We can go through the shelf. The thing is, I'd have to stand up and go. So I'm just going to try and name some shit I can recognise from sight. Let's see what we've got. I've got, uh, we'll start from the top of my shelf in my room. So to, obviously we've got to take a step back and fill me. But I've got, a, I've got a shelf in my house, which Luke's has seen. It's just full of all this random stuff I've collected over the years. And full is, like, definitely the right word, is stacked to the brim. Yeah, it's like the shelves are bowing with the amount of weight that's on them. That's, <laughs> that's the previous tenant, not me. So we can go across, and I want to see what image this conjures up in people's minds as I describe it. So I'm going to start at the top, and on the top shelf, which is about like six foot in the air, like six half foot, uh, we start with my two Nerf guns, which are next to a John Cena a licensed <laughs> uh, lunchbox with hustle. I was going to say, isn't it like a lunchbox or something? Proper lunchbox. Yeah. Next to that is a mug made out of Lego bricks, onto which I put a Lego brick penis. Next the, to does the mug actually hold any water though, Carl? Yes, it does. It's a mug. That's does it? A, it's surrounded by Lego bricks. Oh, uh, right. Okay. But if you try drinking out of it, do you know what? Like when you step on a Lego brick, it's the most painful thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, imagine like accidentally like whacking one into the side of the corner of your tooth. 
Oh god! So it's just it's just jagged and square. Next, and you to know that, how you know how tough Lego bricks are. Your teeth is your teeth are not winning that battle. They're not going down. They're not going down. It's crazy. Um, next to that, we have um, do you know those sand art things you get from um, like beaches and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got one of them that I got from Dubai. So it's filled with sand from the Dubai desert, um, oh, nice. and the saying on it is "Big Dick G and a camel." <laughs> I'm not even kidding. How have I never noticed that? <laughs> no one ever does until they look. That's why. Uh, we talked about it last week. I, we could dedicate an entire episode people come round to my house to record episodes. Just pull one thing off the shelf and talk about it. Because there's so... Oh, God, yeah. There's, there's a so story, much random shit. There's a story behind every single piece. There is... Next to that is my action man from when I was a kid. It's the ninja action man. Oh, yeah, I had that. Do you remember? It's the oh, one God, where he has, yeah. like, the twin knives in his hand. You press a button on his arm, you press his tattoo... And his knives pop out. Do you remember that? <laughs> Let's talk about action. Yeah. Like, what I was think your I favorite only had about man? three action men, but I made sure one of them was a fucking ninja one. No, what was your favourite action man as a kid? Oh, it's got to be that. Yeah, oh, that I literally one? only had a few. But as soon as I saw a ninja one, I was like, yeah, got to have that. No, we'll explain for the Americans. Like, action is like our version of G.I. Joe. I think G.I. Yeah, Joe's yeah, are a bit so... smaller. Like, action men, they're about like a foot tall, like the, the full figures. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, I think they're about a foot tall. And he had like all, and he had all the um, well, obviously he had all the shit that's doing. It's supposed to be like I don't know what is the backstory of Action Man. I've got no clue. Like it's like some like hyper special. Like is it a crew of people like the GI Joes or is it just one guy? No, I think it's just Action Man. Is it just like, one guy? Okay, so we, he's just like fucking James Bond, but in the military. Okay, yeah, it's something sort of like um, American like GI Joe. You've got all the every single member has like a hyper specialized situation. I think you're saying. I think we've got to the point where they've got one guy who's a mine sweeper, but he's the only G.I. Joe who comes with mines, which means that his only purpose <laughs> is like laying mines and then warning his own team where he put his mines. Oh god, not the mines! <laughs> You've just put them down. Oh Exactly. No. It's like Shever in fucking Resident Evil 5. Just <laughs> tripping up and exploding his own mines. But for America it looks like Action Man could do fucking everything and like whenever oh god was, yeah action man was every single character rolled into one yeah whenever christmas rolled around there will be like the new hotness and you're like this is the new action man like there was a scuba diving action man there was oh, like yeah. the parachuting action man there was the ninja action man there was like obviously so, Ray- oh god what are you gonna say yeah it's just like each one just had like their own specialized gimmick so they could basically make another action man and just find a new gimmick or toy to sell it with the thing That's is, though, the kind of idea. Yeah, but most of the stuff he had, though, actually functioned. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Scuba Diving Action Man actually had a real wetsuit that was waterproof, even though he yeah, made man, a plastic. Um, the one that came with the gun actually shot bullets. <laughs> yeah, it, it shot like little um, uh, plastic bullets. Um, the parachuting Action Man had a parachute that actually worked, but not yeah, for Yeah, actually, him. like, if, if you, like, were that kid and you'd, like, run upstairs, get out the window and, like, Chuck parachute and action man out the window, and he'd actually kind of like quite heavily drop because he's made of solid plastic. But yeah, he would just do a little bit of a float before he fell. Of course he did. Yeah, I remember mine get stuck in a tree for a week, so I had to send up. <laughs> I was throwing other action men at the tree to get him back oh, down. God, no. Did you not find the ladder action man? No, there was no. Unfortunately, like uh, <laughs> mountain rescue, like, there was a mountain rescue action man though who came with a parker. Do you oh, know what? Surprise me. Do you know what, Lucas? This is this is what the intro to like this week's episode. I'm going to bring up Wikipedia right now, and we're going to find <laughs> list of action men because I bet. Oh my god! There are some bullshit ones that we never even knew. So list of action. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not the action on this keyboard should be a bit better. 
Right, here we go. Oh, list, yeah. Here we go. A bit less clicky. List of Action Man characters. Oh. Okay. So these are the characters. Oh, heroes, Action Man himself. Okay. Should we read the description out for Action Man? Oh, go on, yeah. All right, so this is Wikipedia's description of Action Man. Action Man, like obviously A in capital, A, with, A is capital, M is capital, is the oh, main God, character. Yeah, that's his title. Yeah. Of the, he's the main character of the franchise. Introduced in 1966, fucking eyes old. The British wow, equi- as, yeah, as a British equivalent to G.I. Joe. However, oh, yeah. he soon develop- he soon develops his own identity as an action hero. Although his appearance and backstory changed over time, not unlike James Bond, one thing remains consistent is the scar on his right cheek. In the Hatsbro oh, yeah. yeah, he had like the cool like cool guy scar. Yeah, he didn't did, he? yeah, like little fucking scar just Sure, he's been a little bit of action, you know. Okay, so in the Hasbro toy line, he's depicted as the leader of the Action Force team of heroes and has several teammates throughout his career. I'll be honest, I don't remember a single fucking teammate that my Action Man ever needed, except for his identical clone, Action Man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I never remember seeing anything other than Action Man and maybe some fucking, like, vehicles or some shit. No, it was Dr. X, his evil Dr. X. With the green hand. He had like the um, the Zangief green hand in it. <laughs> so, got, right, so in the 1995... Oh no, here we go. He is advanced in many forms of martial arts and has a large arsenal of weapons and vehicles. Oh, I'll tell you, my action man wasn't advanced in like any martial art beyond just being thrown at people. <laughs> the martial art... <laughs> just of, mashing them together. The martial art of cartwheeling through the air at hypersonic speed. <laughs> it worked though. And apparently it was like TV shows that try and like... Um, establish a story for him but what I want to look is at like, the list of things that he did so you've got all like the villains and stuff but I never gave that much of a shit about any of these no so no try... it was all about Action Man when you were a kid like that was all you gave a crap about yeah we've got Action Man Home Action Man Figure Checklist I think this is the newest one oh Vintage oh, okay, and Unofficial yeah, yeah. got Vintage and Unofficial here we go and there's also a website called Action Man HQ oh here yeah, we go nice. we've got Action Man uh, this is Action Man Headquarters which yeah. uh, the website is not secure. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, uh, there's a oh we go here we go all all uniforms. Oh my god, this list is fucking huge. I'm not surprised it's been going okay. on for fifteen so, years. Ago. So we're gonna go through the jobs that Action Man has had. Right, oh, ready, right? So we start with Action Soldier, mm-hmm. Action Sailor, okay, Action Action Pilot, yeah, yeah, Action Marine, okay. Action Action Soldier, and they've got them all again. And there's just Action Man who's like completely naked and he's just called Action Man. So <laughs> apparently if you he's completely stark bollock naked and apparently it's the one that you dressed yourself so you can make your own like custom Action Man. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's, cool. that's the thing we should tell. Like uh, G.I. Joe's are like little plastic figures you can't really do much with them. Action Man was fully customizable. Once yeah, you so had... Action Man was like Action Barbie, if you will. Like, yes. You could actually take off all the clothes and stuff and customize them and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, some came with like specific uniforms you couldn't take off. But most Action Men, you could dress them in all the things. So obviously, oh no, what's this? What's, well, obviously when you're a kid, it's like, what's today's mission? Oh, mm-hmm. today's mission is we're going in the bath. So you put them in like Action Man, he's like, um, he's like scuba yeah, like diving the, outfit. The swimsuit one, and you get the scuba one and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Or if you want to go outside and play with like um, what, it's one of your toy cars, you put in his military outfit. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. But these are like from the 1960s. Like the next set, we have a combat soldier, command. He was a paratrooper, a medic, navy attack, ski patrol, military police, beachhead assault, navy dress parade, <laughs> navy frogman, scramble pilot. Air police, landing signal officer, mine detection, demolition engineer, engineer surveyor, 
Crash Cruiser, astronaut, German stormtrooper. So he, fought, he fought for the Germans as well, apparently. As well. British for both sides, Carl. British infantryman, American Green Beret, Australian oh, jungle fighter, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Armoured Car Commander, Action Man Action Footballer, Action Man Action <laughs> Cricketer. Bear in mind, folks at home, this is one man. Within the context of the story, this is the one man who just happens to be have joined every single military unit in the world and knows everything. Like, this guy is beyond Batman. No, he's like, Batman wishes he was as good as fucking Action Man. <laughs> Action Man Sabotage. Action Man Red Devil Parachutist. Action Man Jungle Explorer. Action Man Mountaineer. Action Man Olympic Champion. Oh, God, yeah. Well, we keep going. You know what, Carl? If you could do all that, I don't question that he's a fucking Olympic yeah. champion. Action Man Grand Prix Driver with car. Action Man Grenadier Guards. Action Man the Argyle and Sutherland Highlanders. Action Man Parachute Regiment again. Action Man World Cup Footballer. Action Man in his <laughs> tracksuit. So, day off Action Man. Action Man Go-Kart Driver. Action Man the Royal Marines. Action Man the Royal Marines Mountain and Arctic. Oh, here we go. Action Man Liverpool FC. So we played yes. for... Why do I not own that? Oh Action God. Man Manchester United. Action Man West Ham. Action Man Everton FC. So we played for basically all the big, all the teams. Action Man Space Explorer. Oh, God. Oh, we, mate, we're going to keep going. We're only halfway down this list. Action Man Olympic Champion again. Action Jesus Man Gripping Hands, who's Adventurer. <laughs> Action Man Arsenal. Action Man Talking Commander. Action Man Aston Villa. Action Man Jungle Fighter. French Resistance Fighter. Oh, man, mate. French Legion. Colditz Camp Commandant. So we also... What? What? Action Man German Staff Officer, complete with oh, Nazi God. hat and German Iron Cross. Oh, my... God, what are they doing? Action Man... These are from the 70s and 60s, though. Action Man's secret mission to Dragon Island. A mission so <laughs> secret, I'm not even sure what the fuck Dragon Island is. Oh, here we go. Action Man's... Oh, these are the Eagle Eyes ones. Remember the Eagle Eyes Action Man? Those no. are amazing. But it's the Action Man where eyes... Which way his eyes turned. Why would... Oh, I do vaguely remember that, but why would you... Because this is with, like, because it's the uh, 70s and it was cool. Bear in mind, these are the really old action men. Before yeah, you got yeah. revamped over. Action Man Cowboy. Oh, here we go. You can tell this is like 30, 40 years ago. Action <laughs> Man Eagle... No, Action Man Indian Chief with Eagle Eyes. Oh, action no. Man Tom Stone, which has an afro and is painted black. I'm not fucking oh, kidding. Oh, my God. Let's move swiftly on, shall we? Yeah, action- I think we should end that <laughs> No, no, we've got to keep going. Action oh, Man God. Pursuit Craft Pilot. Action Man Soldier. Uh, regular Soldier one. Action Man Fireman. Uh, Action Man German Paratrooper. Action Man Battle of Britain Pilot. Battle of- Action Man was He's busy. Himself. He was fighting himself. He's the only opponent worthy. He had to join each war. Action Man, and this is fucking real, Rom Space Knight, and it's a robot. Which means what? that in the in the future, Action Man must have had his brain put into a robot so he could continue learning more martial arts. <laughs> he just becomes Robocop. Oh, man. Action Man Panzer Captain. <laughs> what? Action Man Talking Space Ranger. <laughs> Action Man SAS Commander. Uh, Action Man Helicopter Pilot. Oh, my God. What did... I don't remember. That's what he did. What? That, that, that was Action Man. Let's look that at his was v- all of it. No, that's, uh, that's up to the 70s. And obviously the ones oh, we're talking about were the 90s. 
Do you know, should, we also in front of me, I've got a list of like his various vehicles that he could drive. The amphibic, oh the armoured car, the amphibic car, a combat plane, a helicopter, a horse, a German staff <laughs> car, six different kinds of jeep, a river craft, an S, a scorpion tank, a sea wolf, which is a submarine, a sled and dog team, something called the solar hurricane, and a turbocopter. Jesus Christ. And this is just the 60s and 70s. Yeah, right. And bear in mind, what we talked about, folks, this is canonically one man. This is just one guy. Just Canonic- working his way around the world, playing for every football club, winning the Olympics, and fighting for every fucking army. He fought in every world war. <laughs> oh, my God. How did you defeat this man? You wouldn't. He's just... He's fucking unbeatable. Like, no wonder. Like... They had to cancel this toy line. And where do you go when you've like already established in Action Man canon that he he went out and had his brains like implanted into a robot so he could continue and fighting you can never stop him. Action Man fucking hell, he fought for like the fucking Third Reich in the seventies. <laughs> I, I just guess don't it, understand. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't make like a baddie action man for you to yeah, beat Yeah, exactly. Up. Like they Basically, just made him a fucking Nazi, and yeah, like, why yeah, this is, we'll sell this to kids. Like at least the nineties one said, "No, here's the bad guy that you go beat up." Yeah, but Action Man is like, always like the good guy, the heroic, cool guy. Don't make him a Nazi guy. <laughs> did, oh my god! But I remember like the the nineties one where he had like the other stupid plastic hair. That oh would yeah, fall yeah. Off, and it was fucking amazing. Cause I remember. I mean, if if you ever like had um, like any like sisters or whatever you like listeners and that you might realize that he is basically a Ken doll he is yes but, much but made for like branded as an action man yeah so anytime like the Ken doll would have a design change he would just so would action man but you'd have a little scar on his cheek yeah the way I just de- like the way I described I think we did a video about it like where we briefly touched upon the fact that the Ken doll is basically an action man for girls. Yeah, yeah. And the way, and the way they have sex. Obviously, Action Man had so many changes of fucking clothing. And I talked about, I think Brad talked about the fact that um, he would always put his Barbie, or his sister's Barbie, in his Action Man, like, combat battle jeep. <laughs> and I like the idea of just like, Barbie's like, I've got you six Action Man. Let's go get this son of a bitch. Just the image of just Barbie on a minigun, just like opening fire. <laughs> It's just action man like throws grenades and like goes these big plastic dog that can't move. Just swing well, you know it what around. the best part is like Barbie would be in like a fucking party attire or something. Oh yeah, yeah. She doesn't even have you. like a military gear equipped. She don't need to the shit. <laughs> I won't be surprised if they did like one day just came out with oh here's just like a ninja assault Barbie. Just I, if that hasn't happened, I'll be surprised. At this like point. Barbie winter storm action set. <laughs> That'd be fucking sick, man. Why have you not got on Barbie? This? Do you know what that is? Because they're both owned by Hasbro. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's no, sorry, it's Mattel that owns Barbie, isn't it? Oh, is it? Mattel owns Barbie. Oh, yeah. yeah. They could easily do some cross-promotion there. Oh, God, yeah. Easily. I'm surprised they haven't made, like, just done the same with um, Barbie and made her, like, Action Man sidekick or something. Don't even need to make Action Man sidekick, just make, like, Action Girl or whatever the fuck. Yeah, exactly. But that was, this was the 90s, though, wasn't it? Like, gendered toys were very much a thing. Yeah. Even though like, the way we've just described it was, there was one of the most popular toys for boys from the 60s all the way through to like the 90s, the late 90s, was basically a doll you dressed up in various clothes. And then oh, like, God, yeah. You could even buy a naked version so you could customise your own action man. 
So I want an action man that's dressed for like, you know, uh, Arctic exploring, but he's also wearing like a cowboy hat. <laughs> and you could make it, and that would be your yeah. action man. Because that was the thing, exactly. everyone had their action man. And I know mine was the least equipped action man ever, because I lost all his plastic missiles. <laughs> he's just there, but you know what? That action man doesn't need any missiles. Not if After he's that fucking CV that we've just been through, I think he can <laughs> handle a situation without missiles. Applying for a job with that CV. <laughs> so, so where are, you, where are your references? You just hand them a list of every military unit that has ever existed. I was going to say, just like, years. fucking put Hitler right at the top. <laughs> just like, oh my God. Or the one off, like, you could just, you get the list of like, oh yeah, I see you had a gap here. Where'd you go? Where did that go? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I went to... I went to Dragon Island and fought Dr. X. <laughs> so where's Dragon Island? I've not heard of it. So that's good. That means I did my fucking job. Yeah, basically. And you know so, what? After that, I just chilled out and won the World Cup. Yeah, three times. <laughs> for three different countries. And then I played for Argyle, West Ham and Arsenal at the same time. <laughs> it's fucking hell, man. Action Man has lived a storied life. I'm glad that... Like, I think the series is still going on, but... I'd like to think that after he retired, he just went back and basically just, like, did all the painting shit. So he, <laughs> he simultaneously just did, like, all forms of art at once. Oh, God, yeah. That's that's retirement action, man. <laughs> retirement lack action. of action, man. The, oh, man, what accessory would you have for retired action, man? Would you have, like, the adjustable beer gut? Do you always have, like, the... Uh, what is it now? Like, the kung fu grip of a spinning hand. Like yeah, like yeah. change his face so he's angry or upset or angry like Doom Guy. He has like oh, the remove yeah. the removable beer gut when he just finally <laughs> just gives up. Beer gut action man. He has like the can of beer in his hand. So oh yeah, yeah it's it's three o'clock in the afternoon and action man's reliving his past glories. And just the action is to just like crush the can of beer in his hand. <laughs> so action man wife's left action man's wife's <laughs> left him. <laughs> It's like moving to the place that you get for him. It's like a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> and it looks like my office, where he's oh, just got God. a laptop on the floor. <laughs> just oh, a man. sleeping bag in the corner. Just action, man. <laughs> Depression be an action go. Oh, God. I still remember mine. I think I got like a permanent marker for my brother's action, man. <laughs> so I didn't, want to, I didn't want to do it on mine. And like Joe for like night missions, I coloured his face in black. And now I'm thinking back, that probably made Action Man look. That would probably look really bad in context. I mean, like, you know, they did it themselves and sold it off. So. In the seventies, though, yeah, <laughs> this Robert Downey Jr. looking motherfucker. I think your uh, your child self has been forgiven. It was an innocent mistake, wasn't it? Well, there, man. That was the top shelf of my cupboard. We've not even gotten down to like. There is one, two, three, four, five. Five more shelves, and then a load of boxes underneath that's all going to the office site tomorrow. Oh, God. Oh, dear me. But, you know, we'll leave that for another day. How have you been? What have you been up to, my friend? Um, not particularly much. So, as um, as anyone who keeps up with the podcast will know, last week I was at your house. Your, sure, um, yes. uh, so, we, me and Charlie went to yours, and we recorded a podcast and like yeah. played some Smash and that. And then um, the next day I woke up and was like, oh God, my back does not feel good. Yeah, you slept on an um, air mattress on my floor that slowly, de- that slowly deflated throughout the night. Yeah, because, you know, weirdly enough, Carl only has one bed in his giant mansion. I don't have a giant YouTube mansion. <laughs> Stop spreading that rumour. People are going to think. So, um, yeah, basically, I have been in 
pretty bad agony for the entire week oh, when no, the doctors got some uh, got some drugs and have basically not been able to work properly because I've not oh, been shit. able to like lift anything, do anything like that. So I've just spent most of my week completely drugged out of my mind. Oh right, fair enough. It's probably a good job I invited you on this podcast, and isn't it? <laughs> so you got you got something you got someone to structure your day around. I didn't realise it was that bad. Yeah, it's that... getting a bit better now, but like it was like a week ago when it happened, and I'm still quite like stiff and dying a little bit. Oh no! So I've slept on that air mattress when I've been to your house a few times, and the worst yeah. bit about it is, is, is that it goes down, but not fast enough for it to like you know be worth throwing away. It's yeah, just like exactly. when you wake up in the morning. Like you've got to starfish to maintain like any sort of consistency. <laughs> if you like curl up into a ball, you're just like you're lying on concrete basically. You know what? Normally it's fine because I give it to my guests. <laughs> I don't have to think of all the issues afterwards. But there's so many mornings I've been at your house and I'm about to wake up and it's like, well, I best I get a, I've just got a starfish. Yep. I've got to do it. I've got to be like, I've just got a starfish enterprise it and just lie down like and spread my weight as evenly as possible. Yeah, like it's not too bad if you had two people in there because you kind of balance out on both sides. But when it's just you in there, you just slowly sink in and there's just no actual support for your body left. We should point out as well, I don't have any spare pillows. So what did you use as a pillow? Um, I like- believe it was what your bathrobe rolled up and shoved inside a Power Rangers pillowcase. <laughs> yeah, with some towels. <laughs> I'm such a bad house I'm so sorry this like, YouTube money has enough to get him a studio but not pillows the studio could, this, Big Wangers is paying for that I have Carl has to pay for this house so oh man I can't touch any of the businesses money it's well fucking annoying it's all earmarked for like the government the cocks oh they're just going to probably build another hospital with it god oh it's how quite, dare they it's building hospitals and paying fucking teachers bastards. I know that's it I did yeah, that one I, um, I did do uh a, you know, a couple of little things with my week, like mm-hmm. played some games. I've um, there on what was it? The Xbox Game Pass. I did a little game called Wargroove um, what, over the last what week. Wargroove. So Wargroove is like an indie version of like Advance Wars, if you will. Like, um, so it's kind of top down on a map, kind of like Fire Emblem Advance Wars thing, but um, it's more themed kind of like fantasy setting so it's a bit more like fire emblem in that case but yeah basically for anybody that wanted a return f- to advance wars this is it oh okay i've not played much advance wars i'm familiar with it but it's one of those things where i know of it but i'm never actively yeah sat yeah down sure like i think that it. was the case for a lot of people um obviously like the advance wars and fire emblem games weren't massive when back back on like the GBA times and stuff, so they had like a hardcore following, and the people who enjoy those games really do. But yeah, it's um I've not played too much yet, but it seems really good. I think you forgot though. What else did you do, Sweet Lucas? In terms of games, we played Resident Evil Five. Oh god, yeah, we, we did. did it. We got like mercenaries mode on the go. People gotta know about mercenaries mode. And oh, the fact it's that- just like so. What Resident Evil Five's about? God, came out a long time ago now. Yeah, it's like 2009 or something. So, something like that, yeah. And um, yeah, to this day, every now and then, me and Carl will just be like, you know what? Let's play a bit of Mercenaries. Just so fun. It really is. It's just it's just so satisfying to just do those like big, beefy, crisp punch combos. Oh, God, yeah. So like, just having just like, like double Wesker. 
just <laughs> running around with his superpowers. <laughs> the only thing is like, imagine that I'm thinking though, we need an action man mercenaries crossover. Oh god, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have multiple characters, you have multiple iterations of like... You have super, every single iteration action of Action Man with his like different fight, loadouts. Like your fighters, it's got three different versions of Goku. No, no, Carl, it's five. <laughs> oh no, they've got five Gokus now. Yeah. I mean, so if you he, include Goku Black, which, you know, I get, I would count I, I Yeah, because it's Goku from another dimension. Yeah, yeah. But um, actually, funnily enough, it is Goku Day today. Oh, you didn't know. yeah. Well, well, the day we're recording, it. anyway. It's Goku Day, yes. Because um, uh, in Japanese, Goku is like 5'9 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So this is... Bit, we're recording this on the 9th of May. So, um, yeah, in in Japan, it's 5 and then 9, which is Goku. Which, oh, okay. That's fun. <laughs> Goku Day. How are you celebrating Goku Day, then, mate? This this most auspicious of all days. By whining to you and our friends about how stupid it is that they've got five Gokus in Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's a fairly good way to spend Goku. Oh, day, God. I, I, I love that game, but just it was not the, necessary. The abundance of Gokus. Yeah. There's so many. When I can have a team of Gokus, that was enough. Yeah, when you can get three on the team. Yeah, that was the, all for me. It always cracks me up, though, because, like, there is the recurring gag about that game. So I should point out, it's a fighting game based on Dragon Ball fight, like based on the Dragon Ball series. And there's like a recurring gag that um, Android 16 is just so hype every time they add a Goku. Because it just gives him another excuse <laughs> to kill Goku. Oh, I didn't even put that together. Because obviously, Android 16 was designed to kill Goku. So that's that the running... one thing he gives a damn about. Yeah, so the one joke is every time they add a new Goku, it's just a picture of Android 16's smiling face going, yes. It's just more cannon fodder for Android 16. <laughs> and there's this great like, um, calculation about how many Gokus are in fighters. It's all, Goku is Goku, so Goku is 100% Goku, as is Super Saiyan Blue Goku and Super Saiyan Goku. Gohan is half Goku and therefore is, is Goku's son, and is therefore 50% Goku, and therefore is worthy to be dumped. Gotenks is also Goku's son, but also Vegeta's son. So he is 25% Goku, and thus can be dumped. Bardock <laughs> is Goku's father, and therefore oh technically is 200% Goku. <laughs> so Bardock is double Goku. <laughs> so, oh, that's beautiful. It's like, should you dump Bardock? Yes, absolutely, he's 200% yep, Goku. Completely. He needs to be dumped twice. He just, the idea is 200%. <laughs> Just the percentage of Goku that this man is. He can't handle it. Like, the strongest being in the universe came from his balls. Respect them. Oh, God. It's fucking fantastic. So, is there anything else you've done with your week other than just, like, sit on your sofa and just rue the day you met me? Um, not really. I mean, I, I've been to work, but uh, as we've established, I work in a restaurant and not being able to do anything apart from stand still is not very helpful when you're working in that environment. I don't know, it sounds like a lot of restaurants I've been to, to be fair. Just the way you're <laughs> standing there, not doing anything. Yeah. No, no. no, I've worked in restaurants, I know what it's like. There's no worse when you're just feeling really bad and you get called in. So like, what's yeah, the yeah. worst injury or like, the worst like illness or sickness you've like, had to work through because you were told to? I mean, I'm not going to lie, probably this. Probably, oh, for fuck's sake, I feel so bad now. <laughs> I'm going to have to like, invest in like shag carpeting or something. It's like really thick, fluffy carpets. Like, I, for the first couple of days, I wasn't even, like, able to, like, move my head. So I was proper, like, in Batman mode. 
just had to oh. move my entire body if I wanted to look anywhere. Just Michael Keaton it. I will yeah. point out, though, that that day, Lucas, you drank, what, five bottles of cider and half a bottle of rum? I mean, yeah. It's so probably you, on me. Let's so not if you slept wrong, guy. it's probably because you went, you didn't realise that you were uncomfortable and just fell asleep. Oh, God, yeah. I, I fully just passed out on that, I bet. <laughs> I, I still get like, really paranoid about this. I don't know who it is. Then someone will probably correct me on some form of social media, but it was a, a guitarist for a band, and I'm always paranoid about this story, where he was, like, drunk, or, like, drugged off his tits, and he fell asleep with his arm hanging over a chair. Mm. Sounds fairly simple, don't you? Like, you people like, think, in your head now, think, passed out, arm over the chair. Yeah, Woke yeah. up the next day, obviously, he cut off the blood to that arm. Oh, God. All the, blo- all the blood had pulled in his fingers, and he had to get it amputated, and obviously he's killed all oh, the nerves. Jesus Christ. So he can't play guitar. And I'm like, I'm so paranoid. I will only ever sleep in a bed. Yeah. Because I am so paranoid. What about if I like, sleep, and then like, oh no, like, I leave my foot hanging off the edge of the bed, and then my foot stops working. <laughs> so, oh, Can't just never slept again. But you can confirm, though, in most beds, my feet hang off the edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I'm told that my feet hang off the edge of the bed. Why do you think I starfish, mate? You've got to take up all the certain, the four corners. Secretly, Carl's actually not tall. He just likes to sleep halfway down the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's all that. I'm just not. I'm too cheap to buy a full size bed. <laughs> I sleep in a kid's bloody bed, man. But now I'm sorry to hear that's like the worst injury you've gone through. There was a couple of times where I was like really fucking. And when I was in a nightclub and I had the boss. Oh god, like, no, I, I that would not be nice. It's like I don't care. How ill you are, you do not call in sick because it was a zero-hour contract. Yeah, if you called yeah, in sick, that's a guaranteed way to get no shit for two weeks because mm-hmm. obviously they're under no obligation to give them to you. So like, the threat was always there. If I don't go to work, I'm not getting any shifts. And I remember, you know, always stick with me. We were promised, promised by our boss. We said, if you work the five, I think it's definitely, the five busiest days of the year, at the end of the year, which are Mad Friday and Mad Saturday... So oh yeah, Americans yeah, listening are. It's the last Mad Friday is the last Friday before um, Christmas when everyone's yeah, still in yeah. Sheffield. The idea is I'm in Sheffield, Student City. The last Friday before they all go home is Mad Friday, and Mad Saturday, and Mad oh, Saturday is obviously people who live in Sheffield come out for the very last time before Christmas. If you were that, that Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, and the day before New Year's Eve, which happens to be a Friday that year, mm. you will get double pay for all of those shifts. And I remember I was like horrendously ill on New Year's Eve and I was tempted to go home. Yeah, my, yeah. My boss was like, if you go home, Carl, you won't get your bonus. I'm like, okay, I'll come in. And it was a nine o'clock shift and I dragged my fucking ass out. It was snowing. I dragged oh, my ass hell. through the snow in what I was wearing, which were black plimsolls, black jeans and a thin black shirt. So the standard Carl outfit. <laughs> yeah, well, like the standard work outfit. I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was snowing that. I am freezing my balls. I get to it, my feet... My socks are piss wet through from the snow. I get there, there are three people in the club. Oh, no. Three people. It gets about half an hour into the night. My boss comes down and says, Kai, I can go home. I'm like, but what do you mean I can go home? I was supposed to, like, the last train to get back to my house was, like, three hours ago. Oh, I'm stuck hell. I'm stuck in Sheffield till I get picked up tomorrow. And he went, well, whatever, after the rest of the time off, Merry Christmas. So then I had to walk all the way back home through the snow. I mean, at that point, when you've made that trek, that is not a nice thing to do. Like, no, I, asked, I said, not can a Christmas gift. Yeah, I said, can I go to the bar and get myself a drink? And he's like, no, don't let anyone see on the bar. There's no one in. So no, okay, like, fuck it, I'll go home. Go all the way home. I like, have a nice Christmas. Come back in. 
Dragon Ball ass back in like Mad Friday that was before the bloody New Year's was terrible New Year's was fucking horrendous yeah I yeah. remember the entire like I was still feeling a bit down from it but obviously you feel better because I know like, we've just done like a I've done like 12, 13 hours in the space of like 24 hours yeah and we yeah, all went right. out for a meal like on New Year's Day at like, I think 9am we did an all nighter and stayed and we all went to Weatherspoons and got a breakfast oh yeah and I think we sat there I think after we had a breakfast a pint we are all sat there all quite happy um, we were there with like the assistant manager I was like mm. the guy who did all the things he sat there and he got a text and he looked at it and he just put his phone down and put his head in his hands and went that's the boss apparently we didn't do enough turnover no, no, no one's getting paid double what the actual fuck and it's like oh oh my god yeah they told us so we all so basically every you single, all that's fucking why I, slaved away and like destroyed yourself and that's why everyone turned up. Like that's why I got sent home on New Year's because obviously, yeah, yeah, of course. Well, not so New Year's, like on Christmas Eve, because like yeah, yeah. six other people have done the same thing as me. Well, I've got to work it. This is the that's the worst day, but then I'll get the double pay. Oh fuck me, that's bullshit. Yeah, everyone did it, and everyone got sent home. So everyone like based. So I think one person did miss Christmas because they couldn't get home. Oh man, another thing got on like Boxing Day, and it was the hope was. Oh, that was it. Sorry, yeah, it was Boxing Day. We had to work as well. So I had one day, I went home for Christmas and came back on Boxing Day. Oh, and it was, you, you, worked fi- you worked five of the six days, or all six, and you got your double pay. And I worked all of them. And I think I took the one before New Year's off. Oh my God. And yeah, it was, um, that was like the worst I've ever felt. That would be fucking uh, soul crushing, I'm not going to lie. And the best bit is as well, like the following week, when they got asked for availability, like, I think like 90% of the people just said, oh, we can't come in. I'm not fucking surprised. We all said no availability for that yeah. following week. And Fuck our, yeah. bo- our boss was calling up going, oh, can you come in tonight? I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm busy. I'm spending my I'm spending my paycheck from Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, I think that's probably the worst I've ever felt at a shift. Yeah, that would not be nice because at all. It, because it was just the thing of like, okay, I'm ill, but at least. Because like, I was earning like minimum wage, but if you think when you're like 18, 19 years old, you think, Oh yeah, for a twelve-hour shift, I've just been paid like two hundred feet, three hundred quid. Yeah, that's fucking, yeah. That's fucking sick. Put on top of tips and all that shit. It's like, nope. God, I think I'd have just quit. No, no, I did like two years later. Yeah, <laughs> I think the the other worst one is uh, it won't be I work behind the bar. I work behind behind the bar as a bar back. But yeah, over yeah. Christmas, they were going to pull all the tips together. This also happened. This was that year as well. To pull all the tips together, we're going to use it for a staff night out, and everyone's like, mm. "That's fine," because the barbacks don't earn it. Like the the barbacks don't earn anything. And what we're managing, oh, the tills were too far down over Christmas. So what we're doing is we're using the tips to pay that off. So they took all the tips as well. Oh, Jesus that, fucking Christ! Yeah, don't work at a night folk. Uh, don't work at a nightclub, folks. It's uh, well, if you do, don't work for a shit boss. No, don't do that. And to clarify, like I am, I've been like given some um some like cover by my managers to take it easy and like got given holiday pay and stuff like that. So you know, I work for a good company. No oh, yeah that's the thing, like, but I just work for this shitty fucking nightclub company owned by this dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Who just was all about cutting costs. And that's I think, so fucking yeah. bullshit man. Although I did meet I think the only time I ever met him though is when I nearly tackled him. Because he jumped up a bit over the bar and grabbed a bottle of champagne. And I saw him do it, and I ran up and grabbed a bottle of champagne out of his hand. <laughs> I'm like, mate, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And my boss comes up and goes, Carly owns the company. Like, oh, fuck. 
I mean, it's, could he not have it, just walked up to the bar and been like, by the way, I, I own everything cool. here. Can I have no. a bottle of champagne? To be fair to him, though, he turned around and went, well, to be fair, he doesn't know what I look like. He was just doing his job, protecting... Like, yeah, exactly. You know, as far as you're aware, someone just fucking launched himself over a bar and grabbed a bottle of champagne. Yeah, but the thing is, though, I got a dressing down off my boss for that, even though the guy was cool with it. Oh, so he was, all about, he was all about cutting costs, but he didn't really care. As yeah, long as, yeah. Obviously, as long as he made money, he didn't give a shit. But our boss was like, really toady towards me. I need to make as much money as possible. Mm-hmm. So, oh. And then they gave me a right dressing down. Like, don't you ever do that again. It's like, what, stop people stealing stock? Okay. So, yeah, no, I'll not, just let anyone not... just yeah. grab something from the bar. Cool. So, Carl, that's not what I said. It's, it's what you implied. Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. As you can probably tell, I was a bit of a sarcastic asshole at that job, so... What do you mean in that job, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that one, though, because my boss got so mad when I said it. Never do that again, Carl. What, stop people stealing stock? Good to know. <laughs> no, not that. Just, Carl, just walk out with a bottle of champagne. Well, you told me not to stop anyone. Oh, man. I think the best times I had there were working in the cloakroom. Because uh, working in the cloakroom, they always put like the, like, the girls on the front door. It's like, you know, guys wouldn't yell at them. Oh, yeah, and yeah. They, but what they did is, obviously, the girl couldn't leave the front desk. So they just put, like, some knob in the back to go get all the coats, and that was me. <laughs> so all I did is I'd just sit back there on my Game Boy, just playing Pokemon. And then every now and again, it's like, she'd look like, all right, Carl, can you just go get, um, it's number 76. Like, yeah, I'll be on it in a sec. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Just go get it. It's well good. And then every now and again, she'd just come around and go, oh, Carl, Bouncer's brought us fish and chips, like, sick. Nice. That was the best part of that job, working the fucking cloakroom. So I just got to sit there playing Game Boy. You know what? Talking about Game Boy, I did um, actually crack out some Pokemon last night. You did? Well, yeah, yeah. You did. and um, I went back to Pokemon Moon because that's where currently like all of my Pokemon are. So like oh, I've transferred yeah. them up from other games. And I've got Ultra Moon, but I haven't made it to like the post-game and stuff because it's just basically playing the same plot over again. It's a bit repetitive. But, um, yeah, so I just went to, like, the battle tree, which is just, like, the kind yeah, of, um, be, yeah. the the end game, oh, just do, like, a battle gauntlet against this AI. And I was and that's like, how you unlock all the really good items for competitive players. Too. Like, this way you get It is, yeah, yeah. So you get, like, battle points for winning battles, and then you buy all of the, the like, competitive items down there with your battle points. And I, I just love going on there every now and then and going, oh... I've got these, like, 90 Pokemon that I've trained properly. What stupid combinations can I come up with? Oh, man, I've got some good ones. Like, I think if anyone's watched any of the videos where we briefly discuss, like, the internal machinations of Pokemon, oh, I yeah, yeah. am into it to a degree that people would classify as excessive, and I had to stop. Yeah, because yeah. I was, I was on the... Ver- I never got to the point of entering tournaments, because I thought if I do that, I'd become that guy. Yeah, of course, but, yeah. I I like read all the stuff that broke it down to its base components, and it got to a point where I realised this isn't fun anymore. Yeah, and it was I basically what... so me and you every now and then could like have two matches and just be like, oh yeah, that was fun. Yeah, because it got to the point where I realised like, I'm not even seeing the Pokemon anymore. I'm seeing numbers on a screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, this must be how like people who are like really into poker and stuff see poker, where they don't oh, see yeah. like. They don't see it as like time spent with their friends having a drink and a laugh. They just they see, see probabilities everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they see numbers in front of them and just a running tally in their head of how much like they've won or lost. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh. And that's what I've seen Pokemon as. It's like, I'm not seeing like, oh, cool. 
here's like the Vaporeon I trained up. Now, here is Vaporeon number four that is trained <laughs> to have special defense. Yeah. And it does these moves and these moves. And I have no attachment to this Porygon because it's like, it's basically here for one purpose. And I felt really bad. Like, no, man. Yeah, it's like, here is my Umbreon that's careful. Here is my one that's bashful and has a slightly yeah. altered moveset. And we should say, like, when we say careful and bashful, we're not attaching personality to these Pokemon. That the is games, what they call natures in the game, which, which gives, affects stats. like, it just affects stats. So yeah. it's like, you know, for example, Jolly will, like, um, lower your special attack by 10%, but increase your speed by 10%. And there's, yeah, like, no 16 different on ones. So no one actually cares about how bashful my fucking Umbreon is. It's just a stat buff. Yeah, I care about what is the number it makes big. <laughs> and I got And I realised, like, oh, man. Because I went into my box one time, and I've got an entire box just full of, like, Eevees that I bred. And they were all... <laughs> But then deemed them all unworthy because yep. they didn't have the right stats. It's like they were like thirty level one, the equivalent of like ba- like babies, like puppies, kittens <laughs> in this box that I have left here for the past six months in a drawer. Yeah, there are times when I've like had, I think at one point I had about ninety Charmanders just sitting in a box, and I just have to send us. ninety level one Charmanders into the wild to defend themselves. <laughs> Just oh, you are free it. now. Shit, what do we do? Can you imagine if like, the real world was like that? <laughs> all they've like known that. is being data inside a computer all of this time. And then they immediately let's go into the real world where also I released my level 100 Agron by accident. Good luck with that. <laughs> but I, just, I just felt so fucking harsh. And I just... I but do it at no the more. same time, like, I put about like 500 hours into breeding and training Pokemon across like oh, yeah. Pokemon X, Pokemon Omega Ruby, and Pokemon Moon. So I literally have about 100 Pokemon that I've trained, gone, given them the stats that I wanted, given them the moves that I wanted, got all the items for the setup and stuff of how they, they battle. And oh, yeah. it's really fun to just be like, oh, you know what? Today I'm going to go and do the battle tree and I'm going to throw like a Charger Bug, a Sylveon, and a Greninja at people and see what happens. Just, just see what can do. I did like that part. It just got to the point now I'm like, oh no. Like, yeah, like, now that I've done the grind, the, the, it's really yeah. fun every now and then to just mess with it, but God, like, they need to just make it easier because that grind is just soulless and crushing. But, yeah. And it's the point where, as well, where both my, I think every time a new Pokemon game comes out, I go to you and say, Lucas, you've got, like, the Pokemon Bank, which is yeah, all your yeah. Pokemon and transfer them between games and you do that and you do it for me and every game that comes out it's like oh I have to now go through the game with like my bog standard regular Pokemon knowing at any time I can just go get like a Mewtwo <laughs> I can just go get the three legendary birds and come in and just like wreck everyone's shit but and to be fair me- like I have started doing it with more recent games so like not that I'm fatigued with Pokemon but um, each game is kind of like very by the books in terms of like how you get through the story. Oh yeah. So like with the with Pokemon X and Pokemon Moon, I made a decision to like try and stay away from seeing all the Pokemon before the game came out. Um, so you dis- you discover them in real time and discover them in real time like I did when I was a kid, and like only catch new Pokemon and use them rather just than just see. being like, oh, I'm gonna go back to using like Eevee and Pikachu and Arcanine every single time I play the game. 
and like experiencing the new Pokemon and learning to grow to love them and stuff. And it's such a better way to play the game. It is, because that's the way you play it the first time. It's like, oh, this new thing looks cool, I'm going to take this. But I think because I have such like, I guess like a deeper understanding of how the game works, mm-hmm. I will take one look at a Pokemon and I'll check its stats or its typing and go, this thing sucks, I'm never going to use it. That is that is the downside to it, because you go, yeah. oh, like um, Aurorus was a really cool um, fossil Pokemon in Pokemon X, and it's like um, this kind of like icy Bronchosaurus. And yeah. I was like, oh, that looks like so cool and so elegant. And then it's like, oh, it's a rock ice type. Nope. Yeah, completely useless. It's like in the beginning of the game. If it's a not all the normal flying types get thrown at you, these are all useless, there's no point. I mean to be fair to be fair, Carl, they did bug that trend when Talonflame came out. Oh yeah. The bravest bird. The bravest of birds. (laughs) The bravest bird. They just all it does. It's like, oh yeah, this this fletchling is absolutely useless. No, it's like fucking Uber tier, Carl. We should explain that for people. If you don't play Pokemon, there's a little Pokemon called Fletchling. And he's a little, tiny, little bird that flies. Oh, wait, wait, he's still there, Lucas. Yeah, yeah, and he's like this oh, little... Uh, I was going to say, like, this screen went dead and, like, the line on your side has come... Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Lucas is perfecting his Drax the Destroyer tech. I get it. But he's <laughs> I, um, this tiny little birdie. And he is that, like, normal flying type, like Pidgey, where you, yeah. you start the start of the game and it's, like, basically the first Pokemon you encounter when you can start finding wild Pokemon. But when it fully evolves, it turns into a flying fire type, which, if you don't play Pokemon, that's two very good strong typings. And in the game, there's a system where if you do a move of the same type as your Pokemon, you do an extra 50% damage. Yeah, it's um same type, same type attack bonus, also known as what like we call stab. a stab move, which sounds way so, more aggressive when you call it a stab move. Yeah, but basically, right, so any move, so a flying fight, a flying... Fire type does more damage with its flying and fire moves, which makes sense. Yep. Like that's the Pokemon has an affinity for those moves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but obviously, being a bird, it's obviously quite fast. It has very high speed, which means it usually acts first. Mm-hmm. And one of the moves that it gets given is called Brave Bird, which is a, a move that does like 150 base damage or some stupid number. Twenty like. is it or something like that? It's a very strong move. Put it that way. Yeah, which is um, basically as strong as almost as strong as self destruct, which is a move that instantly kills the Pokemon using it. And uh, it does like do- it does give um, recoil damage to the user, so it isn't like a perfect move. But the broken thing with Talonflame is its um, like secondary ability that it can gain if you breed it, which, which is, is called is it- Gale Wings, which and it gives that thing. move priority over other moves. So in battle, <laughs> like it, it can not only do this ridiculously powerful move that it gets a bonus from for being a flying type. It then can out priority you and just win. Yeah, which which means that you don't actually have to put any of your stats into speed. Yep. Which means you can just level up this bird to have nothing but attack and defense. It's just this a bird basically wearing an assault jacket. <laughs> it's basically it's basically wearing just like combat armor, and you're sending it just head first at the enemy at high speed over and over again. And um, that's why it won the award, Bravest Bird. This I'm pretty sure that that combo was so busted that they had to change it in future games. Can't remember exactly how they did, but they did have to alter how Talonflame worked. Because it was just too good. It was so good. It was ridiculous. It was too, it was too pro. The proest of birds. Thing is, okay then. What is the dumbest Pokemon, like technique or like um, move or 
like skill set you bred into a Pokemon or created for like one of these like dumb online battles or something. I mean, so I've got my favourite one. I think the the easy one to say would be my Smeagol because you can teach Smeagol anything. Yeah, Smeagol can learn any move in the game. So I took Smeagol and through a grueling process got it to the right level and got it to learn the right moves and stuff and it's like quite a a weird way that you have to do it. Um, And then got my Darkrai, got Dark Void, which is Dark Darkrai exclusive move and got it onto my Smeagol. No, when Schmeagle's involved, it's not. That thing can learn anything. And then, basically, Smeagle can use this move called Dark Void, which, as I say, is exclusive to a legendary Pokemon, so isn't meant to be accessible to normal beings. Because if and, you could, it would be broken as fuck. Oh, yeah, it is. And um, basically, it has like a 90% chance to hit, and it can hit both enemies in a double battle at the same time and send them both to sleep. Oh, so that's amazing. Sleep again. If people are, so I'm, I'm hyper aware. We might put we quite like you know meta putting people to sleep right now. <laughs> putting people to sleep in Pokemon is so useful. Like the best move to do it has like sixty percent accuracy. Yeah, yeah. And there's only one other move that has a higher one, which is Spore, which is so good. They can only give it to like three. They give it to weak Pokemon on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the um, idea is it's it's such because you, your Pokemon cannot act for like two or three turns. Yeah. And it's such an effective like way to battle that. I think in competitive, you can only do it to one Pokemon at once. Because mm-hmm. if you do it to more than one Pokemon in a competitive battle... Yeah, in a tournament, you will get, it's just like banned to do it more. You'll get it because it's too good. Yep. Um, so yeah, I gave my Smeagol that move. Um, which, by the way, in the newest game, they had to make it so that Smeagol can't use that move. Because it's, it's that busted. Yeah. Um, and then I gave it a move called Gravity, which increases the accuracy on of moves while the gravity lasts. So it basically <laughs> hit every single time. So it's a hundred percent accuracy on. It's ninety nine percent accurate to make both of them go to sleep. Oh man, that's pretty. And then strong. I just get like put him alongside like a Mega Charizard or something, and just went to town. Yeah, just buff up your Charizard. Well, I think mine this took a long ass time. It's Agron. Which is um, it's a big. It looks a big Godzilla-looking creature made of oh, all God, like yeah. steel, and I chain bred, which means I bred a Pokemon, which learned, had a specific move, which I then bred with another Pokemon, which was like my Agron, which then taught it to the Agron because the Agron can't learn a move. It's a weird system, but basically, it allows you to teach Pokemon moves they shouldn't technically be able to yeah. know. And when people sit there and complain that Pokemon isn't complex enough, when you get into this shit, <laughs> yes, because. You can teach Pokemon moves they realistically shouldn't have if they were in the same egg group, which is basically Pokemon yep. that are the same kind of type can breed with one another and share moves and stats and all that. And what I had is I had an Agron that knew the moves Body Slam, mm-hmm. which has a 30% chance to paralyze. Yep. Uh, and then it knew Smelling Salts, oh, which is God. a move that removes paralysis but then does double damage for that one move. Oh, God, I didn't even know you could get that move. Yes, no one does. And also, just for shits and gigs, you can also teach Agron Thunder Wave, which has a 100% chance to paralyze. And then I taught it Automize, which doubles its speed. Oh, God. So I had to have an Agron that was going like turbo speed, <laughs> making everyone paralyze, and then slapping them across the face. Just this just steel as hard as Godzilla. At like just slapping people. turbo speed, just paralyzing and fucking slapping everything. Right across the face with some salt in its hand. <laughs> it's like you get you get that on your art. You 
you accept this slap, the slap of Agron is coming. Oh, God. This Singham, Singham levels of strength being delivered behind this slap. And you know what? I, gl- I remember another bullshit thing that you did. And this is more just bullshit because I, I had a bit of an oversight. So I have obviously okay. looked into a lot of Pokemon, hundreds at this point, of like, oh, how did it work competitively and what movesets do they yeah. use and stuff. And then the one thing. day... I was fighting against you, and you had a Snorlax left, and it was oh. so it was two versus one. I had two Pokemon left. You had just a Snorlax, and I was pretty much like full health with both. And I was like, right, you so know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to win. And then next thing I know, your fucking Snorlax just uses self destruct. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, I didn't even know it could explode. So we should mention like Snorlax for the same process I taught my Agron can learn self-destruct. And self-destruct is a normal type attack. And Snorlax is a normal type Pokemon. Which, if people recall, does stab damage. Exactly. Which means it does 50% more damage. So I think self-destruct does like 200 power. Yeah, um, 200. It's the strongest move in the game. And then it kills on top Pokemon. of that, with a 50% buff, it's so like... it does 300 damage, which is the strongest single move in the entire game, bar... With, without like using stat boost to do it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm pretty sure if you remember, Lucas, I did Belly Drum first. Yeah, you did. And Belly Drum, people though, maximizes your Pokemon's attack, so basically quadruples the damage of your next attack. So I did 1,200 damage to both his Pokemon yeah, at once. Yeah, because you were at like half health, and I had like, I think I must have had like a fighting move or something, and I was like, oh, I'll get this over and done with pretty quickly. And, and then no, you know Snorlax. what? Carl is like, neither of us can have any fun. I'm just gonna no, blow with all up. Snorlax is tanky <laughs> as fuck. Like technically, you won that fight, but I think I got the moral you victory. Did get a moral victory of sending out a Snorlax that just detonated itself, <laughs> just what slapped do you do? its belly a bit, and then just blew itself up. It's like, what do you do on the battlefield when you see that? <laughs> that is, because they say like, um, oh, the Pokemon games, like the Pokemon. Like, they're slaves. Like, you're commanding them. Like, it's basically dog fighting. No, it's not. Because I don't know any dog that would, like, you know, explode itself unless it loved its master. <laughs> like, that's respect. That's my Snorlax respected me enough to heed that call. It's like, Snorlax, please blow yourself <laughs> up. And it said, yes, sir. I love you, Carl. I'll do this for you. Well, isn't that a system in one of the games? Where if you if you make your Pokemon love you, it can just survive a single attack. Yeah, it yeah. Loves you that much. So um, in from Pokemon X onwards, um, they had like an affection meter. So you've always that had like it. a friendship level with your Pokemon, where um, certain Pokemon can like evolve. Um, Eevee can evolve into either Umbreon or Espeon if it's happy enough, etc., etc. Then they added affection, which is if you go into like the little uh, Nintendo style like, area in the game where you can just pet your Pokemon and give them some, like, food and stuff. They, they missed a trick not making that a full-fledged game. Oh, yeah, I know. Just a Nintendo's Pokemon Nintendo edition. Dogs, eh, yeah. I will buy that in a Yeah, so, at that point, Pokemon, if they're at full affection, can just pull off bullshit. They yeah. can survive... They have a random chance to survive any hit with just one HP left. But not only that... They can be at one HP after doing that, take another and hit, and then survive and again. Do it again. I've had that happen to me before. So this mechanic doesn't obviously work in competitive; so it break the game. That would be boring. I remember you just. Pl- I remember you playing through it, 
And it was just like, oh yeah, so I had this one Pokemon that was on one HP and it survived like yeah. an explosion because it loved me that much. <laughs> My Pokemon loved me that much, it survived this grenade. <laughs> just tank the hit. And it wasn't just, just that as well. It's like you um, had a chance to get a critical hit. You could get rid of, like your Pokemon had a random chance to just rub off any status effects. So yeah, like it could effects. be poisoned and just love you enough to remove the poison <laughs> I love you enough to expel this poison from my <laughs> eyes the best one though it reminds me a lot of did you ever see Twitch Plays Pokemon oh god yeah alright do you ever see the, how it ended I, I, do you, no, or do you remember I, I do you remember how it ended I, I I only literally like I got caught up in the lore of Twitch Plays Pokemon oh okay you didn't Twitch watch Twitch Pokemon okay. So again, Twitch plays Pokemon is exactly what it sounds like. It was a um, oh god, I just pulled my laptop across the room. I hope I'm still. Sh- am I showing up volume wise? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I just like accidentally nudged it. Like, oh, oh god! So, Twi- yeah, Twitch plays Pokemon was like an experiment where they basically brought an emulator playing Pokemon Red. Was it Red or Blue? It got playing. I forget which one. One of them. I think it was Red. And they said okay, and the Twitch chat plays it, and they give it the movements. So it's basically, like, can- like um, every five seconds. Whatever was the most requested thing in the chat was the input that was done. And the, the idea was, can like can we chaos theory our way through this game? And there was like a whole thing that erupted around it. Like People were trying to complete the game and people were going in deliberately to try and like basically ruin the game. Yeah, and there was like, like two like, different mechanics, weren't there? Where one was like, um, eventually uh, they implemented ca- it. So one was like... Chaos, chaos one was order chaos and order chaos was chaos like every single every thing that got put in the chat got done and then yeah. order was like on that voting system of every few seconds the most popular and one they, and the one of the famous things is like early in the game people say all right the the number one stumbling block is going to be um what is it now mount moon which is completely oh, an area yeah. completely shrouded in darkness mm-hmm. Before they got to Mount Moon, there was a single ledge that apparently, I think, if I remember right, it took like 12 hours. <laughs> it took 12 hours. Do you know the bit where you got to walk down the corridor? Yeah. There's a ledge that you can jump over. It took 12 hours to get past this. So obviously, every time they got to that point, trolls were just put in chat down and make the <laughs> character jump off the ledge. They got through that, and then they got through Mount Moon, an area completely in the dark, like, in about three hours, like, a quarter of a time. Oh, my God. And somehow, chat basically... Bumble fucked its way through the entire storyline. <laughs> got cause what people kept doing as well. Whenever they went to the box, people would just like give the Pokemon away. I think they got a Zapdos. They they caught a Zapdos. Oh then yeah. When yeah. They, th- then when they went to withdraw it from the box, uh, Twitch chat made them release it into the wild. <laughs> That's the thing is immediately when they were playing on like Chaos Mode, it, there'd be ten people trying to press like A and then down and then A to like withdraw the Pokemon. But instead, yeah. because there's like 30, 40, 50 people all pressing like down and A, down and A, just so many yeah. Pokemon, including this fresh Zapdos, just got like binned. And people like, there's no way they're ever going to get to the end. And they got to the Elite Four, and right at the end of the Elite Four, I think it was like a Pidgeotto or a Pidgeot, that the chat started to call Bird Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because it was just because they took through the entire game. <laughs> They saw it as like the savior, and right at the, I think one of the very final things it did, it's like Bird Jesus on like three health, fighting against what whatever the fuck member of the Elite Four, and the other member of the Elite Four did like self destruct. Oh god! No. <laughs> it was just like another fan art coming out, and just this like 
this pidgey, like this pidgeot just surviving the explosion with like the cool guy sunglasses on saying it missed. <laughs> it's like just this beautiful like that was such a big thing if you recall. Oh yeah, I do, like, man. Just it made it on the news reported on it. Did they? The, like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. No, I'm gonna look it up now. Again, we could do some some live fact checking and research. If oh, I yeah, recall correctly, like. CNN and stuff had like a running tally of how far they got. Oh my god! Like this, yeah, this was huge. Oh yeah, it was like a thing for a while. Here we go. So I think they, and then obviously people tried to capitalize on the thing. There's a Wikipedia page on it. That's how big it is. Oh, wow. like when Wiki, when the Wikipedia page exists for a thing, it was a big thing. <laughs> so you got the premise here of like how it works. Uh, here we go, right. So, inspired by another Twitch-based interactive game, SaltyBet, a website where users can wager the outcome of randomised Mugen matches, which uh, SaltyBet is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, one day. It, that is just ridiculous. Yeah, the game, the stream was coded by an anonymous Australian programmer, colloquially known as The Streamer, consisting of an IRSC bot written in Python and the Game Boy emulator Visual Boy Advance. The script captures specific messages... B, A, select and start, sent into a stream chat room by using sensors to the emulator as a button input, thus controlling the game. Dun, 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 dun. So we've got some... Uh, the streamer chose Pokemon Red and Blue for the project, citing nostalgia for the early games, mm-hmm. and the fact that even when it's played very poorly, it's difficult to not make progress in Pokemon, and because the current control structure wouldn't work with any genre that isn't a JRPG. Oh yeah, of course, because uh, if it wasn't like time-based or anything, you'd be absolutely screwed. Yeah, if this was like contrary, be fucked. So particularly targeting its forgiving turn-based structure and lack of reaction-based gameplay, compensating for the large amount of input lag between the game and the stream. The stream used an edited version of the game, which claims to make all 150 original Pokemon accessible in the hopes of making a completion of the Pokedex a possibility. Oh, I did not However, the However, the edited version was unfinished and had no gameplay differences when compared to the original game. So we thought it did, but it didn't in the end. Oh, uh, right, yeah, okay, yeah. The erratic nature of the control scheme has made the game longer and harder to play under normal circumstances, and Ars Technica writer commented that Red gets stuck in corners, he walks in circles, compulsively checking his Pokedex and saving over and over again. <laughs> Commands stream in from the chat faster than any, the game can possibly process them, making progress difficult to impossible even with the lag factor or the help of gleeful trolls. Recurring difficulties have occurred in the areas of the game involving mazes and ledgers. Areas of the latter taking as long as several hours <laughs> to navigate due to users intentionally sending down commands to jump off the ledge. You know what, though? I love the idea of, like, if you were actually in that game and just watching Red bumble his way oh, through yeah. Kanto. But it, just, like, still wins. constantly in a battle with this one ledge. But it gets even better, though. The accidental release of several Pokémon... Including an incident referred to as Bloody Sunday, where a total of 12 Pokemon were accidentally released. And users repeatedly sending start commands to open the uh, the pause (laughs) menu, often followed by the characters opening the character's inventory to select random items. A system to throttle inputs on a start button was added to mitigate this particular effect. Despite the seemingly erratic progress of playing the game... Uh, uh, playing the game, players have attempted to collaborate and strategize through various means, including infographics and a user script which hides command messages from the chat window to a loud co- conversation. Oh, wow. This was necessary for players to progress as several areas of the game required coordinated actions to gain Pokemon with a specific skill to clear obstacles in Red's way. And early attempts without such coordination resulted in missing out on specific opportunities early on in the playthrough. In essence, the majority of players have attempted to counteract trolls by trying to... In- trying to impede progress. A computer program was created to eventually automatically identify these trolls. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that makes sense, but, like, I'm kind of... kind of against the idea, because 
the whole thing. Yeah, I hate I hated the idea that they had to put stuff in to stop people, but no. Because the, the, the you... entire point was this was like, as you say, like a social experiment to see if you could beat the game, but then they're putting controls in place to stop it being a just system. Yeah, the only one I'd accept is the like the control to stop you from being able to just like quit the game and delete it. Yeah. Well, here we go. These are the ones like progression and f- like progression. Here we go. On February eighteenth, two thousand fourteen, after encountering major difficulties with a puzzle in the Team Rocket hideout, a new mechanic was added in an effort to make the game easier to play. Initially, all movement became subject to a vote. Mm-hmm. All inputs received a period of time, usually thirty seconds, were tallied, and the winning command would be executed at the end of that time. Users could amend their movements with numbers to specify their length of the motion, such as right three to mean three consecutive rights. Many people were outraged over this new system and protests broke out in Twitch stats, <laughs> many of them using the command start nine, which would open and close the menu nine times to slow down progress. <laughs> oh god. The broadcaster later reworked the mechanic so that users could vote into switch between anarchy and the, this new mode, democracy. Oh, so it's that anarchy it. yeah, and democracy. Yeah, yeah. However, a change to democracy required a supermajority vote, while a change in anarchy mode only required a majority vote as indicated by an on-screen meter. This change was considered divisive by players who believed that democracy mode conflicted with the original concept of the stream and eliminated the potential for randomness. Yeah, I think it it makes it a bit more of a tactical play rather than just chaos, which is kind of what I saw Twitch play Pokemon as being, is like, can this chaos stumble their way through this game. Yeah, it's, it, it's chaos theory in, like, motion, isn't it? We've yeah, got it some, is, like, yeah. viewership. Launched on the 12th of February 2014 as a proof of concept, the stream was relatively inactive for the first day and a half of playing. However, the stream quickly went viral, reaching a total viewership of about 175,000 by February 14th, oh, wow. when players managed to beat the first of eight gym leaders. By 17th of February, the channel had reached over 6.5 million total views, by 20th of February, the channel had over 17 million views and was averaging concurrent viewership between 60 and 70,000 viewers with at least 10% participating. That is By then, insane. the player had managed to catch 12 different species of Pokemon made it past the fourth gym. On the completion of Red, the channel had reached 36 million total views with a peak concurrent viewership of 120,000. Wow. It was estimated that 658,000 participated with 1.165 million the large amount of, um, oh no, sorry, the most, uh, it was as the Guinness World Record for the most participants playing a single game with <laughs> 1.165 million. The large amount of activities resulted in an enormous unforeseen stress on Twitch's chat system, requiring the site engineers to move Stream's chat to a higher capacity server. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea oh, the, that this got so popular that Twitch are just like, what the fuck is going on? We need to make a new server for this. Yeah. An active community of players also emerged on communities and social networks such as Reddit, which have live blogged the proceedings and developed memes and other works around occurrences in the game. Oh, One item in Red's inventory from the start of the game was the Helix Fossil, which was used later in game to revive Omanyte, but is otherwise functionless. Mm-hmm. The Helix Fossil was selected so frequently that it became an inside joke among players <laughs> that, and at, ta- and at times humorously calling it a deity, which the player character was constantly consulting for <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> and it quickly became the player's religion. <laughs> players went as far as treating the fossil as a symbol representing a sect which supports anarchy mode, while treating its counterpart, the dome fossil, as a deity to those who support <laughs> democracy. Oh, God. Fans have even published Bibles for the Helix religion. Certain Pokemon captured during Resident have also gained fan followings. Two Pokemon that were obtained early in the game and the late accidentally released were the Charmeleon and Rattata 
A B B B B B K um, open bracket and J L V W N N O O O O O further nicknamed Abby and Jay Leno. <laughs> The teased Pidgeot, one of the highest level Pokemon in the game, uh, one in the group, and often successful in battles, was nicknamed Bird Jesus by the community. God, yes, it was. And concurrently, the team Zapdos, nicknamed AA slash J, but referred to as the Archangel of Justice or Anarchy <laughs> Bird. Their Flareon was dubbed the False Prophet. As, as players had accidentally obtained it instead of a Vaporeon, oh, which was needed so they could reach <laughs> its surf and move oh. even travel water, and it had later caused the release of Charmeleon and Rotata. <laughs> During the 11th day of the stream, which fell on a Sunday, the players inadvertently released a dozens of the captured Pokemon, <laughs> effectively deleting the keychains from the game, an event known as Bloody Sunday. <laughs> this is what I mean, like... Not only was this, like, a really cool social experiment, just the fact that they made, like, this lore around the entire event. Just that as well. That's a Wikipedia page designed to be written in, like... Just, like, Reddit and Twitter is just going insane over this. But that's supposed to be, like, a very matter-of-factual, like, factly recollection of the events and even then it's hilarious yeah. it's like I'll just they nicknamed it fucking the Arch Angel of Justice <laughs> do you ever see the thing as well like Bill from the Pokemon anime it's like oh yeah Bill like, is a huge dick lord because in the actual um, anime he comes out dressed as a Kabuto <laughs> so he worships the dome fossil oh god yeah <laughs> oh that's beautiful he's so fucking good man we'll never have that moment again Ever. I mean, they still play Twitch plays Pokemon, but it, it's never going to be the same as that first time. No, it was lightning in a bottle, right? You yeah. can never capture that feel. It's the same as, like, um, Pokemon Go. Yeah, You'll I mean, never Pokemon re- Go like is that. still really popular, but yeah, you're never going to get oh, yeah. that, like, zeitgeist moment where every single person with a smartphone was trying to play Pokemon Go. Well, I remember, because I came to Liverpool to see you during the height yeah, of Pokemon yeah. Go. And you said, oh, do you guys want to catch some Pokemon? I was like, oh, yeah, because I'm like... I don't really play it that much. And you took us to the centre of Liverpool. Uh-huh. It was like, and I said, oh yeah, this is where everyone plays Pokemon Go. Like, what do you mean? He went, because like thousands of people just dropped lures over and over again. Yeah, there was one so spot ne- which was like, by like four Pokemon stops, like four poker stops were in range because it's like, um, like kind of like a memorial site and stuff. So a lot of the things were um, all, all tagged as separate poker stops. And everyone was just sat on this, like, field and stood around and there were just hundreds of people all day, every day, just catching Pokemon and dropping laws. It's fucking amazing. It was so incredible. Do you ever see all the stuff that came out, like, while it was going, though? I remember, like, walking to, like, HMV, and so it was like, oh, here's a book, and it's a guide to how to play Pokemon Go. And I went, what? Whoever farted this, whoever farted this shit out, because this was during the height of the crisis. Yeah, yeah, of course. Whoever farted this piece of shit out, fair play. Because it was like 300 pages long. Jesus and Christ. Obviously with, with massive font. Yeah, So it was like yeah. a good deal. And I was looking at it going, whoever this guy is, like fair play. Because I looked into it. Oh, he's just copy pasted from blogs. Oh, fucking hell. Talking about Pokemon Go. I mean, you've got to but respect I, the hustle. <laughs> yeah, but I distinctly recall though, there was a chapter in it called How to like Attract Girls Playing Pokemon Go. No. No, I'm not kidding. Fuck and off. It was like this bit, there was this bit that's like, I will no word of a fucking lie I will find this book and buy it and we'll read out on the next <laughs> fucking stream that could be a thing we can do 
But like it's, I, it's somewhat, I don't recall it exactly, but it just says shit like, uh, yeah, well, everyone's playing like you no know, Pokemon Go now. It's never been a better time to approach a girl who's looking at her smartphone, which is ordinarily a bad idea. Yeah. Go, go up to her and suggest... I would say that's a bad idea regardless of whether Pokemon Go is a thing or not. Like, go up to, it's like, go up to her and, like, you know, just ask if she wants to catch some Pokemon together. Because you know you've already got a... Sh- which is... I see somewhat where it's coming from. It's like, oh, yeah, the best way to start talking to, like, a girl or a boy... Yeah, it's a conversation and, like, starter, isn't it? And it's a reason to we be, like... Sh- Let's go and walk down the street together or whatever. We have a shared interest, yeah. but just the idea of walking up to random women on their smartphone and just like interrupting them. Do you ever see, it was an article by some like shitlord pickup artist. It's like, oh, how to talk to women wearing headphones. What the fuck? Did you ever see this? No. Gonna, you know what? Man, we're going on, this is an internet adventure today, mate. Like we're going, this is, because this one was is fucking amazing. Is this another amazing. internet adventure with Carl? This is a re- this is amazing. So it's how to talk to women wearing headphones. Because obviously, if woman, I, I'm getting, I'm, I'm hoping there's a few women listening to this, and they can confirm, like you know, by nodding silently, so no one else can see it. That <laughs> we will, we will sense when those nods. Yeah, when you're wearing headphones, like there are people out there who wear they wear headphones because they don't want to talk to men. Like I know. Like after this thing came out, I talked to some like my female friends about it and said, "Yeah, sometimes I put headphones on at the gym, even not listen to music, yeah, just yeah. to stop weird I, guys." I like you know, sometimes if like my signal on my phone isn't working or something, I'll still put my headphones on and just so I can pretend that I'm cut off from the world, just so that yeah. fucking strangers don't approach me in the street. Wait, what? Oh no, this is a fucking. Oh, maybe the guys deleted the fucking thing. Oh no. What the hell? It's here. You need to try and find this girl. Come on, you can do oh, it. Oh no, wait. No, no, here it is. It's because the guy got roasted so hard that what he's done is he's put up all the things saying, oh, here's celebrities in the media defending me for being a creepy, what, weird really? asshole. Oh, God, goes, no. Yeah. Because it's for a website called The Modern Man, written by some dickhead called Dan Baker. You know what? Of course it's for a site called The Modern Fucking Man. Jesus right, and bro. he's got all these he's got all these testimonials from women saying, "Yeah, this is how you definitely approach me." Um, obviously, conveniently ignoring all of the um, the takedowns of it from women, actual real women, and not the fake made up women in his inbox. Yeah. Like that, he imagined saying, "Like this is really fucking creepy. Don't make it. Oh, don't tell men it's okay don't, to don't approach women or mind their own business." Yeah, don't make this but, something that men think is appropriate. But Lucas, are you ready? Are you ready to cringe? Oh, I don't think I am. Right, here <laughs> we go. On. So this is how to t- how to talk to a woman who is wearing headphones by Dan Bacon, a name I don't think is real. Because if that, he, had, he had that name for real life, he'd be a football player or something. Anyway, these days, many women walk around playing with a smartphone or a tablet device and are often wearing headphones and listening to music at the same time. Why else would you be wearing headphones, you dickhead? Yeah. But what, what other reason, unless she's recording a podcast with her mate Lucas... <laughs> Why should we her? Yet, it doesn't always mean that you, or anyone else, can't say hello to her. If a woman is wearing headphones, if a woman wearing headphones is single and hoping to meet a boyfriend, or even a new lover... What the fuck? What the fuck would you call... What would you call a boy... It's that word where you can tell, this is, like, the guy's like, oh no, it's all about, like, you know, fucking women. I, yeah, like, yeah, not this is like women. a proper sleaze by being, oh yeah, yeah, you can just go up to yeah. random women in the street and they'll just sleep with you immediately. Yeah, this is like this isn't a guide on like you know how to be like. We should probably clarify 
there's obviously approaching new people, like yeah, yeah. female or otherwise, it's never an easy thing. No, it's not. And of course it, not. It is definitely, you know, advice that some people need. Like, here's how, like, icebreakers, conversations, like, how, how to, like, read body yeah. language. That's like, this is from a guy who's like, this is how you convince, this is how you trick women into fucking you. Yeah, this is so how to go. find girls listening to music in the street and make them immediately sleep with you. That is just, yeah. Yes. That's what it's written. It's like, so if a woman is wearing headphones is single and hoping to meet a boyfriend or new lover, she will usually be happy to take off her headphones to give you an opportunity to create a spark with her. Oh, God. Um, from, I would say, let's tally this up now, every woman I've spoken to, <laughs> uh, no, they're not. No. They will take it off out of, like, you know... Politeness. I guess, cool. Yeah, politeness, and also the fear that they will get punched in the face. Yeah, exactly. Because men tend to react very... Yeah, a lot of a lot of men act violently if they get ignored. Yes, which is why they're wearing the headphones, so they have an excuse to do so. Anyway, if a woman isn't single, she will usually be nice enough to take off her headphones if a confident, normal guy comes up and says hello. So, yeah, because confident, normal people approach... Joe, you, I, oh, I get pissed off when there's someone comes up to me and says, do you want to talk about Jesus <laughs> in the street? Do you want to talk about Jesus, but also my vagina? I'm like, no, thank no, you. The only no, the only time no, it's appropriate to like walk up to somebody is if you're asking for directions, but even then you've probably got a fucking Google Maps on your phone. Yeah, that's the thing. Right? So, If the woman then tells the guy she has a boyfriend or doesn't want to talk to him, the conversation might right end there, right, right end right there with a no problem, have a nice day. However, if she is single and the guy is a normal, confident, good guy, so I don't like often you have to say like you have to be normal. You have to be normal, confident, and good. Yeah. <laughs> so if they're the way you would describe yourself, you're probably not. It's like guys who say I'm a nice guy. Oh god. Because well, nice is the basic level of human decency required for you shouldn't interaction. Like <laughs> if you are, if you have to claim like, that you're a nice guy, it's probably not a good. You're sign. probably not. It's like people who open, com- like, oh, tell me what your best feature, or tell me what's like your your best personality. Trait. Oh, I'm a good mother. Well, well, fuck, of course you are. If you weren't, you'd be a horrendous human being. So, oh man, let's say so. If you're a nice, normal, confident guy, then a conversation will usually begin. There may be an opportunity for the two to connect and exchange phone numbers. Who knows? They could be a perfect match and end up getting into a happy, loving relationship that lasts for life. Alternatively, there might not be a match. And if that's the case, there's no problem. Well, you're causing a problem by talking well, yeah, about this. Yeah, but, but my, my first question is, so how is he saying that you start the conversation? Do you walk up to someone, no, 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 in the street and go, do you have a boyfriend? No, no, mate, we get into that. This is the description that's supposed to lead you in. Oh, this is God. the lead in. Alternatively, there might not be a match in that case, no problem. The guy can simply say, anyway, nice chatting to you. Have a great day and leave the act- interaction. No harm done. Except for that woman, if she's out jogging or something, it's probably not going to jog that way anymore. Because no. I know many, many fucking women who don't go to the gym at the same time they used to because, like, one guy would not leave them the fuck alone. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then that of mine. one guy goes, oh, like, I spoke to no that girl or I saw that girl. I will go the same time every day until she comes back at that same time. Yeah, which is, from experience, that's happened to like an ex-girlfriend of mine, where she would go to the gym like every day at five, mm-hmm. and then just one day she went, I'm not going at five, so why was a guy there? And every time I go, he tries to talk to me. Oh, fucking hell. And, it's, and every time I turn to leave me the fuck alone, he comes over and talks to me again. It's like, oh, cool, yeah. That sounds like the kind of person, like, obviously, you want to start like, you know, a meaningful relationship with. A person who doesn't take no for an answer. I'm sure that won't come... <laughs> I'm sure that has no repercussions. That person doesn't respect your fucking boundaries. Oh yeah, I'll love to go on a date with you. 
I can't wait to start a long lasting relationship with this person. Anyway, so, in most cases, when a guy walks up to a woman with headphones on, it's usually a positive and friendly interaction that can lead with a new rest. Note the, note the use of the word usually there. <laughs> so he's already, like, the people reading this are like, you know, lonely, desperate guys who want to trick women into sex. Yep. And if they're getting, the, well, they're hearing that, it's usually a positive interaction. That suggests more than 50% of the time it's going to go well. Mm-hmm. And Because he says it's a good... Like, don't get me wrong. And I'll be honest. I don't, I don't, I'm not hating on anyone that would read this because there are a lot, a lot of people that might think this is just genuinely here's a bit of advice but yeah, the way it's written there, is like, just oh, not that not good yeah how here's how he talks to me. when he says usually a positive and friendly interaction like talk to any woman ask them just ask them like a co-worker ask like your mum or your sister just ask them so if a, a random dude approached you in the street and asked you for your phone number what you're saying most of the time they'll say I'd either tell him to go away yeah. or I would give him my phone number because I'm scared that he's going to stab me mm-hmm. And you know what? I wouldn't recount... Like, the the guy might say that's a positive interaction. I don't think the woman does. Nope. But anyway. Probably not. So, Lucas, approaching and talking to women. No, approaching and talking to a woman who is wearing headphones. With a stock image of, like, you know, a really attractive buff guy talking to a woman. <laughs> like, and they're both wearing headphones. And they're both wearing gym clothes. So I assume they were out on a run together. Potentially, <laughs> okay. yeah. So, okay, to begin with, smile and say in a confident, easygoing manner, hey, how's it going to start a conversation with her? First mistake already, mate, the woman's wearing headphones. She can't (laughs) hear you. Like, Luke, we are one sentence in to this piece of advice about how to talk to a woman wearing headphones, and the first piece of advice is say something that she can't hear. We've all been there where, like, somebody's tried to stop you when you're wearing headphones, and you see them talk, and you go, what? Sorry. Oh, I'll, let me pause things. Let me take off my headphones. Oh, yeah, okay. Now we've fumbled around. What do you need to say to me? Like, Don't worry, he's planned for that because you read it. Most women are polite and friendly enough that they will take off their headphones to talk to you at that oh point. God. So just start talking and have a conversation with her. So basically, just like this, start a social interaction with a person who doesn't want to have one so they feel obligated just to respond. Just blindly talk to this poor girl until she actually stops and takes her headphones off. Okay, here we go. For example, man, and obviously repeat the advice of smile and say in a friendly, easygoing manner, manner. Oh, God. Wait, what? Fuck it, mate. You, you call yourself a writer and you, like, you, re- you don't repeat <laughs> phrases. There's a, there's a thing called a thesaurus. Look it up. Jesus. Hey, how's it going? I was walking along. I saw your little headphones on. I thought, wow, she's hot. Oh, no. I have to come over and say hi to you. I'm Dan. No, the thing is, actually, I'm Dan Bacon. What's your name? <laughs> It's the thing I'm like though. Like, you don't if like if you want to approach a woman, you want me to say hi. I hope you don't like. Like, okay, Lucas, let's bring this back. How did you approach her? You've got a girlfriend at the moment, right? Yeah. How yeah. did you approach her? You met her at it was a house party, wasn't it? Uh, no, I met her in a nightclub. Oh, anyway, so that's like that's a social setting. Yeah, where that's where approaching people are going a woman out is to be social. Like, yes. Okay. So, how did you approach your? Did you go up to her and say, "Hey, you're hot"? No, I just went up to her and said, "Hello." Yes, here we go. This is my favourite thing. So I've been asked, when I stream, I sometimes get like younger guys coming and say, oh, can I get any advice? Uh, or there's a girl that I like. like um, so, okay, what do you want to know? Like, oh, what's the best way to approach her? And do you want to say every single time? Say hello. Yep, literally. 
So, so I've, I've joked many a time about like, oh, what's the best chat line? It's like there's also nice shoes, wanna fuck? Uh, oh, uh, like if I was if we, you and Alphabet, I put you and me together and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, all no. that bullshit. All those stupid like, none chat of them lines work. are the worst possible thing to do. The best thing to do, and it's a, again, how I met my girlfriend, is just walk up to them, say hello, and see if they want to have a conversation. And then yeah, read, talk to them read like the a normal human being if they do want to <laughs> talk to you. Save the chat-up lines for Tinder, where people are obviously all there. But in real life, yep. the best chat-up line you will ever have, this is the guys out there, is the word hello. Mm-hmm. Because if you, it is, it, it meet, like, you don't need these, like, say, oh, you're hot, take off your head. Like, no, just walk up and say hello. And obviously people say hello back. And if, if you can't read from that situation if they want to continue the conversation or not, make up an excuse and just say, oh, do you know where blank is? Yeah, yeah. And, like, like, no, like that, at the end of the day, so- most people in... A more social setting, like a nightclub or a bar or something, will be like, "Hi, I'm I'm not interested," or they'll be like, "Oh, hello," and start having a conversation. Yeah, it's all fair enough, but it's like just just say hello. You don't need to preface this conversation by saying, nope. "Oh, I saw you got little headphones on." Wow, you're hot. Because that immediately puts the woman in an uncomfortable situation where she knows that, and it's immediately like walking up to somebody and just going, "I want to sleep with you." Hi. Yeah. The best way to put this is, is because um, I know, I always know, there'll be a guy out there going, I don't see why that's weird. Imagine someone comes up to you and says, oh, hi there, tell me a joke. <laughs> imagine it, like, that's the way yeah. I always tell people to imagine it, because if someone does that, you are immediately put on the back foot, because it's like, it's, what? What do you mean? Like, tell me a joke. Make me laugh. It makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, just does, imagine yeah. that. But obviously, there's also the threat of, like, you know, sexual violence. Uh-huh. Anyway, the woman responds to it. It's not with, like, what we'd expect, like, you creepy weirdo, fuck off. She responds, Jessica. Uh, so she doesn't yeah so yeah, she doesn't no, even say no, hello she back she so immediately this fi- he can't even conjure a fictional woman who's polite <laughs> like, this is supposed to be the dream woman and the, she's got one a one word answer she doesn't to his amazing chat hi line. my name is Jessica it's just Jessica no she, yeah she doesn't like man adding some light humour to get her spine uh, to get her smiling and create a spark between you Jessica let me guess you were listening to heavy metal music right Wow. Well, what's wrong with listening to heavy metal? Maybe she's out jogging. Yep. Women listen to heavy metal. What the fuck's wrong? Like, because he's saying it as a joke. Yeah, yeah. Of like, so oh, you're so a woman. There's no chance you could listen to metal. Let, let me guess. You're listening to some, like, you know, some death metal, right? In a jokey, sarcastic way. It's like, well, maybe she is. Like, why would you... And as well, if you want to get this one to like you, does it make a good first impression to, like, you know, immediately act judgmental over someone's choice in how, what media they exactly, consume? Exactly, yeah. Anyway... Move on, because in this, in you know, in um, Dan's head, the woman responds, most likely laughing, saying, no, I was listening to, insert, and his, his, his suggestion is it will most likely be pop music. Oh, God. <laughs> like, women, am I right? All they listen to is that Justin Bieber in their oh, One Direction. Women don't, women don't have personalities <laughs> and interests. Women just listen to pop music and go out jogging and eat yogurt. Oh, my God. Man, oh, that's cool. You had me worried there. I thought you were like a heavy metal girl who likes banging heads at concerts. It's like, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. It's, in fact, my girlfriend listens to a lot of heavy metal music. A lot more yeah, than I do, in fact. I get the feeling this guy has never slept with a girl from court. No, if he I, did, he'd fucking... <laughs> he'd know. He'd know. Those girls got a black belt in sucking dick, man. It's crazy. It's like, what's wrong with, like, you know... Just immediately establish yourself as the kind of douchebag who will judge people based on what they're exactly. like. That'll make you seem warm yeah, and approachable. Yeah, that'll make you seem really fucking friendly. 
I was like, do you know what the woman says to this in response? Bear in mind, the woman so far has just said her name and the word no. Oh, God. Do you know what she responds to this? In coin to Dan, she will possibly be smiling and or laughing. What? Why? <laughs> yeah, oh, because obviously, what a great joke, isn't it? It's like, oh, hey, you. As well, this conjures up a really specific image of the kind of woman Dan, and by proxy, the people he's talking to want to approach. And that is like... Uh, I guess, like, a girl carrying, like, a latte in yoga pants. Yeah, and... I guess. He is literally he, just assuming, going, oh, how can I find the most, like, stereotypes of what I imagine a woman is? I say that because the woman in the picture is a woman wearing yoga pants, carrying, like, a big bottle, <laughs> of, a course, big bottle yeah. of expensive water, presumably on her way to Starbucks. Yeah. But the idea is, like, yeah, don't approach women who have, like, interests or personalities. Like, it, like... All women are blank slates who listen to pop music. Yes, they are, Carl. Right, of course they are. Do you know, right, so, obviously, do you want to know, like, obviously, you've got the woman smiling and laughing. Do you want know to respond to this? Go on. Because, obviously, like, you've, already, you've, you've opened her up with, like, your, your zinger about, you know, heavy, people listening to heavy metal being freaks and, like, being stupid and not worth approaching in the mm. street. It's like, man, if you were in a shopping mall or a city street, you might let her know that you have something else to do besides talk to her so she understands that you're going to stand there talking to her for 30 minutes. Man, this guy what? is confident. Yeah, yeah, this is advice. Anyway, I'm just going out for a bit of shopping at the moment. How about you? See, this this is good advice. Yeah, yeah, like this, just ask them a question like, about the day. Because I have done, like, courses, as sad as it sounds, on, like, customer service from, like, proper, like... Like big dick waiters who tell you like, here's how you create a conversation with like you know here's how you like create a camaraderie, a feeling of warmth between a stranger that you've just met. Yeah, yeah, sure. One of the things they get told is you don't talk about yourself, you ask questions. Mm-hmm. So you walk when you the first well, side, the first thing like most if you go to a high class restaurant, if you've got a waiter and they're all about customer service, they come up and say, "Hi, how are you this evening?" Mm-hmm. And obviously that's the general. Then obviously you ask something more personal. Is it an anniversary you're out for tonight? Who's the lovely lady with this evening? Is there anything I can do to make it a bit more special for you? So that's actually a good yeah, piece I mean, of advice. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, people, women, men, whatever, like, people in general like to know that you care about them and give a shit about them. So that is a good thing to do. Obviously, the way he intends this to play out is, I will get your number within five minutes. So that is not exactly the way you want to And let's point out as well that that is... Let's point out as well, that's the end of this fictional conversation. And he says, um, if it's clear that she is interested in talking to you, have a chat for a while before exchanging phone numbers and parting ways. What? So he doesn't actually give you any advice on the small talk he's supposed to make. So you're meant to walk up to her and go, oh, hi, make one joke, ask where they're going, and then ask for their phone number. Bear in mind, this is a title called How to Talk to a Woman. Jesus wearing headphones. And he, he's actually so far given me no advice on how to actually talk to the woman. He's told me how to get her to awkwardly stop and take her headphones out and acknowledge the weird guy who's trying to chat her up. But he says like, oh yeah, for example, anyway, it's been a good time chatting to you, but I better be going to do my shopping. Would you like to talk again sometime? Woman, sure, that would be nice. Okay, cool. Take out your phone. What's your number? I'll give you a call sometime. Again, that's somewhat good advice say in a nightclub yeah in a setting oh, where like, people are expecting to a like social a so, yeah. talk to people a and social meet setting yeah to just say like oh hey like, I'm on a good time but I'm actually with my friends but if you want to like talk later or meet up for a coffee here's my number like just get in contact with anyone that's fine but holy shit yeah, doing it in the middle of but, a fucking street man that is not a good I'd like idea. to point out as well that is the entirety of this article oh my god 
That is the entirety of the, it's basically walk up to her, make her feel super <laughs> fucking awkward. Just why? And then just makes awkward small talk for five minutes and then ask for her phone number, which I'm gonna guess most women will do to get you to leave most them the fuck alone. Most women will probably give you a fake number and a bit of advice oh, as yeah. well. Give the woman your number so she can choose to call you. Yes, that's the best way to do it. Don't ask for hers. That's super awkward. Like, I that way, if she is genuinely interested in not just trying to fob you off because she's threatened by you, she has the choice to talk to you. Oh, man, I've heard some horror stories about this. Like, um, an ex-girlfriend of mine, she used to work as a shot girl. Oh, God. So, that's like the girl who has to walk around the bars giving yeah, shots. Yeah. And she had so many guards. She got to the point where she had a second phone that was what? exclusive what she'd take on night. Like, she'd take to work because so many guys would be like, I'll buy a shot if you give me your phone number. And obviously, because she knew it's a fake phone number, she will never respond to that. Oh, oh, cool, yeah, I'll do that. So I'll tell you what, I'll give you my phone. if you buy one for your round of mates, I'll, um, I might give you, um, I'll take yours as well, or what that. So she used it as a way to sell shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what we do on a night is, we take that phone and just go through the thirsty messages from guys. Oh, my God. And read them. Jesus <laughs> fucking was, Christ. Was so, there were so many. I mean, fair play, yeah, that no is rest. a good idea for her. Especially, like, if they're like, oh, I'll text you now so you've got my number, and she can actually pull out her phone and prove... Yeah, because I've seen that as well. That's happened. Other girls that I know talk about guys have done that and then got really irate when it's not yeah, the right yeah. number. But the really funny is I had another ex-girlfriend who was like part of her phone number was like one two three, and it had like six seven eight or something in it. Basically, it looked like a fake <laughs> number. So she would get loads of like really thirsty guys randomly oh, calling God. her at like two in the morning, saying, "Oh hi, is this like Debbie?" No, <laughs> no, but is, is it Debbie from the club? It's like, and she just got. I think you got a fake number, mate. I'm really sorry. It just hang up. But obviously, it's a girl's voice answering. Yeah, yeah. They're like, is that Debbie? She's like, I'm really sorry. It's not. <laughs> so I think I got to the point where I'd answer him sometimes. I'm like, is, oh, is, that, is that Susan? I'm like, uh, does it sound like Susan, mate? <laughs> he got no. It's like really sorry. Better luck next time. Oh god, Oof. that's good. What? <laughs> It was so bad. Like, the entirety of this article is just him saying, walk up, make awkward conversation, and demand her phone number. Oh, that's just... Like, at oh no point. God. That is not good advice, people. Just don't do it. Do you know what cracks me on the most about it as well? Even after he gives, like, the fictional woman, who is titled just Woman, <laughs> <laughs> like, the name Jessica, in all future interactions, she's still listed as Woman. Oh, God, Why? <laughs> One, and one of her interactions just says, possibly smiling or laughing oh about your hilarious crack about fucking pop music. Oh my god, this is just abysmal. Oh, oh man, we should we should do this more than podcasts. Just go through <laughs> fucking shitty advice blogs. It's so bad. Oh, it's, it's fucking like, awful. Just dating advice from a fucking douchebag who won't take no for an answer. That's oh. what everybody loves. Just persistence. That's all you need, guys. Oh man, he's got a bit here about like how to like you know. It is what like freaks me out the most. Like, I'm reading like the bit he's got at the bottom talking about how to approach women. They never actually tell you how to do it. They just say be confident. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which is really, really shitty advice for someone who's not confident. Because the it's majority like, of people oh, that are clicking on this probably aren't confident people. Yeah, it's like saying so. Oh, I feel like I'm feeling like really upset and down, a bit depressed. Just stop being depressed. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's like. You, that's not how you, but that's all the advice is just be confident so, but how? like the entire but reason appro- you approach would find something Pro- which is like advice so of good. how to talk to people is for people who aren't very confident to read I would imagine or well, that's the majority yeah, it's of people like, and then he just goes oh be confident 
It's, it's like horoscopes, where it's just comp- it sounds like it means something, but when you boil it down, it's fucking... Yeah, yeah. It's just vapid, just bullshit. Something just good will happen regurgitate. to you this month, yeah. yeah, it's that sort of thing, isn't it? It's like, oh, don't worry about it, just be confident. It's like, but I am worried about it, because I'm not confident. That's the entire but reason I'm looking for advice just, on how to do this. It's like, no, but just be, like, you know, be yourself. Well, that's not fucking working, is it? Because I'm on... <laughs> A website called The Modern Man, looking about like because I'm so I've got so few choices in my love life. I've got to the point where I'm chasing women. I'm literally <laughs> chasing women because they're jogging. They're jogging when I approach them, which means I've got to the point I have to physically chase women down. <laughs> just one of their out, senses just blocked chasing off. a woman down the street, waving at her, go, take your headphones off, take your headphones off, please. It's so bad. Oh, but all right, so before we end this off, we have to go. To the testimonials from this like douchebag oh, who's man. like, oh no, it's not bad advice. I know people are making fun of me, but look at all these people who agree with it. But before we do that, I'm gonna nip to the bathroom. Okay, cool. So I'm gonna be like ten, we'll be like five minutes, and we'll get back on because these are fucking great. Okay. Okay, so we're both back now, Mr. We Lucas. Are, You've yeah. uh, avoided your bells, right? I expect as well you to have a hilarious conversation with your girlfriend after this. I'm like, oh, so what did you talk about? <laughs> Um, the podcast today then is like well just just tell me how would you feel if you were at the gym with your headphones in and a guy came up to you and tried to hit on you so I'm guessing like oh you should have done that during the break you should have asked us if you come back with the, <laughs> just with got the a on the fly opinion off my girlfriend can you just shout out to your thing right now and just ask her what she thinks uh, she's she's still working from home at the moment so All right, I'll, I'll leave right her to her enough if she's working well to be fair you're working too so. I am yeah Hard so what we're we doing we're <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Dan Bacon, obviously, rightly so, was um, um, just mocked widely online for this article. I'm not fucking surprised. And it's really weird, though, because, like, as I mentioned, um, pre- like, I thought he deleted the articles. No, what he's done is, he hasn't even put in, like, a little paragraph explaining any of the backlash or controversy. Mm-hmm. He's just put in, like, um, just... Okay, it's this thing, it says media support, and it's, like, prominent people in the media who support... His um, uh, like viewpoint, yeah, the artic- yeah. So the original it's just article. Like a, oh, I don't need to do the defending for my own article because other people will look do at it these for people. Me. Look, here's three people who agree. Here's the three, <laughs> it's literally out three of thousands of people that have agreed with this article. It's literally three media, like me- prominent media women. He's got to support him, and I love the idea as well. Like, he's so salty about it that he had to do this because you think a guy called Bacon would be more used <laughs> to getting grilled. You want you think you think a guy called Bacon of all people would be okay with being roasted, but whatever. So let's go into Dan Bacon's media support, and the first person he lists is Jenny McCarthy, Hollywood actress, also known for you know promoting the anti-vax movement. <laughs> so not a great start, that's Dan. Yeah, that's be the honest. first like, person in whose opinion he needs to trust, guys. Yeah, a woman who arguably is responsible for like many child deaths. And is like one of the most prominent um, reasons for like you know the like, anti-vax movement taking off because she gave it legitimately by talking about yeah, the TV. Let's not, it's let's fine. not get into that let's whole not, thing though because that's yeah, another. Let's not let's not article. let's not dwell on like you know all those like you no know, dead babies from measles that she's probably caused. Let's talk about how you know the real issues here. That's women talking to women wearing headphones. So Jenny McCarthy interviewed me. So I'm presuming it's written from his point of view on Sirius XM radio. So big names oh, yeah. here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and showed her support for my article. And I quote, I have my I have my headphones on. It's usually a do not disturb thing for me. 
But if I was a single person, I would have no offence to a guy coming up and wanting to talk to me. What you're doing, you're what a good thing you're doing, Dan. What a great thing you're doing. And there's a few, there's a space between those things. So I think she must have said that later like on in the like interview about the something. Together. He, yeah, he's cut the quotes together like, oh, this is a great yeah, movie. Yeah, these, these are words that were said, not technically together, but she did say these words, and I can cut them together to make a good sentence. I love the fact, not only is it Jenny McCarthy, it's obviously horrendous, well-known, shitty human being, but the first, like, this is the first quote he has defending himself, and literally the first thing she says in the sentence is, when I have yeah, my exactly. headphones like, on, it's a do not, it's a do not It's like, Oh, I'm it's in the, I'm in like defense mode the, when I have my headphones on. But yeah, you should come up to me. Yeah, even though I I openly acknowledge that when my headphones are in, I don't want to be disturbed. <laughs> but I have no problem with a guy coming up and disturbing me. Oh god, we got a better one though. Right? And that's the Let's best quotes got... that he's getting as well. Let's bear in mind. Yeah, obviously as well. He's got three women defending. So obviously you've got a hat like. There's plenty of men, I'm assuming, out there who got angry about this. And yeah. he's got some of those quotes down set. We can listen, we can read those out. But next, we've got Michelle Andrews, a name I'm not familiar with. But apparently, she wrote an article for Mamma Mia, a website I'm also not familiar with. So it must be doing really well, showing her support for my article. And it's titled, When Did a Man Asking a Woman to Remove Her Headphones Become an Act of War? So clearly, a writer who's good at, like, you know, the art, the art of subtlety and nuance. <laughs> If I'm deeply consumed in music and a man wants to ask me on a date, he should go for it. He has every right to spark a conversation with me to see if I'm interested. Oh, just... just don't you sort of make that down person's right. That is the bit that gets yeah, me. I, you have every right to just like walk up to people in the street, no matter what they're doing, even if it's something where they clearly don't really say it, and just annoy them. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, because you feel entitled to yeah, that. Yeah, that is not your right. And... It's, it's not, not your place to tell people I'm allowed to stop you in the street and get you to have a conversation. You don't. You don't have the. You have the right to walk down the street and walk down it like unimpeded, unmolested by like you know the police, the like the media, that sort of thing. You have the right to privacy. It's like it's a fundamental human right. It's enshrined in like basically yeah. the constitution of every country on earth. Like privacy and like you know autonomy are the number one like the the pillars of democracy. And she's just saying, yeah, but if you want to just like walk up to me in the street and just like. Talk to me. That's fine. Oh yeah. A okay, so, Carl. I I get the feeling if this same like lady wrote an article about like you know those people on the street who like stop you to talk about charity, she'd feel very different about. Oh yeah, that. this would be a how dare you ask me to take off my headphones so you can push your beliefs on me. Yeah. How about or like, someone from a church? Or if she was stopped by a guy saying, "Oh, do you want to hear about like my religion?" She would be all up in arms about that shit. But there we go. We've got another one here. We've got Joy Pullman. Who has written an article for the Federalist? I'm not overly familiar no, with that no, one either. Not really. But the name of her article would seem to suggest that she agrees with Mr. Bacon. Every woman, no, ev- even women with headphones may want a man to chase them. And her quote is: "Many women love a man who has the balls to ask them out to plan our interactions." Yes, all to plan all women. I know. Yeah, love domineering men. Who take control of every situation? So to say affirmatively, he's like what he, planned this in advance. It's more like oh, women like domineering men who don't let you make your own decisions. Yeah. To say affirmatively what he wants in life and go after it. Wimpy pajama boys are a total turn off. Wimpy is that a term you're familiar <laughs> with? Definitely not. Wimpy oh, pajama boys. Wimpy pajama boys. Yeah. 
Is this like the 2015 version of like Soy Boy or Cook or something? I mean, where here's just the I, here's the generic insult we level at men who have a social conscience. So, like, okay, yeah. Many women, perhaps even most women, would like to have something in between, strong yet not overpowering. So why would you? In which case, why would you support a guy who trumps his own needs beyond whatever? Like, why is someone who listens? Women want. Oh, I don't know. We don't. We, no, someone who, uh, someone strong yet not overpowering. Someone who listens, but also she's writing this to defend a guy who can't read body language. <laughs> <laughs> but fine, whatever. Yet the whiners are telegraphing to men that we want uh, that we want the wimpy end of the spectrum. They need to stop ruining it for all of us. Wow. Yes. Wow. All yeah. those guys. All those guys and the thousands and thousands of women who said, "Please don't do this. It makes us feel really fucking like no." Uh, uncomfortable. Also, though, she pre- ends it with saying, Dan has some great tips. He, he didn't have any Again, tips. Com- His tips were to be confident. T- Which is not a tip, it's just like a generalised yeah, statement. It's not a tip. It's okay. I appear to have um, uh, miscounted because there is a fourth, apparently, like, you know, w- prominent woman in the media who's written another article supporting him. Um, Amanda, and I'm going to mispronounce that really sorry lady, uh, Presti Giacomo has written an article for the Daily Wire showing her support for my article, Feminist Magazine, colon, It's sexual harassment to talk to a woman wearing headphones. Well, that seems a bit hyperbolic and, uh, you know, a binary viewing of the, um, the I mean, various, yeah, I like that. like, I'd say valid bit, criticisms of this article. But bit of a strong... Whatever, let's, let's see what they take her. Feminists will not rest until they have successfully turned every man on earth into an Obama-approved pyjama boy. There it is again. What, what is, is pyjama? I'm look that up. Pyjama boy term. I've never heard it before. It's, it's used twice, twice in the defence. One instance. Pyjama boy. This is really fucking strange. Like, no, I've never ever heard that term. Oh, it's so strange. Oh, uh, Urban Dictionary. Pyjama boy is an insufferable man-child. Probably reading the bell jar and read and looking forward to a hearty Christmas meal of stuffed tofurkey. What? Oh, so it's just a it's just a sensitive man. Yeah. Who like reads lit reads real what because he <laughs> likes to be extremely good. Okay, so yeah, being how like dare in touch you with be your feelings intelligent and caring, Carl. You fucking and how dare you like you know <laughs> care about the plight of animals, you monster. In the latest shunt aimed to neuter men while simultaneously infantilizing women, feminist magazine Bust Blogger... Oh, that's fucking... That's an amazing <laughs> magazine. No. Feminist magazine Bust. And it's the blogger is called Patricia. I thought it was called Bust Blogger then. I mean, that's still a fucking Bust amazing is name. If, it, if there's any woman out there who has massive Babylons, call yourself the Busty Blogger <laughs> and I'll subscribe straight away. Patricia Afriol warns that all those with a Y chromosome that they mustn't ever speak to a woman... No, warns all the way they must ever speak to a woman who's wearing headphones. So I like how she hasn't linked, or this guy hasn't chosen to link that article, so we can't now go read it, see if that's oh, what she said, or right. she just yeah, says yeah, what, yeah. what we've read, what we've said, which is basically a lot of people would find this uncomfortable, don't do it, but fine. But let's be honest, if Afriol is anything like the feminist we've previously witnessed in media, we'll soon find a piece penned by her complaining about the lack of male attention she receives while wearing no, headphones. I'll be honest. Like the one thing I think when I've got my headphones in is I wish more people would approach. I, I've never heard. So I, I wish more <laughs> that they haven't had much attention while they wear headphones. It's just like it's a like socially <laughs> accepted sign that you want to shut yourself off to the world. Do you know what? I see so many people like you know. Do, when I was at uni studying, 
for like you know exams oh, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. library with the, with the headphones in who were like after the facts went oh I really wish more people came up and just asked <laughs> me random questions and really put me off my stride I wish more people when I was like in the middle of my workout at the gym and disturbed me that would be really nice yeah yeah, it'd be really nice if my gym sessions took an extra half an hour while I told people I'm not interested. But don't worry, though, because like, in addition to all these prominent media women we've never heard <laughs> of, we've got female support via email. Oh, my God. And here is a, a here is a completely real email Dan Bacon received. I just wanted to show some support for you and your team. He has a team. It took a team of people <laughs> to write a paragraph. God damn, get on it. After the infamous headphones article, I'm a married woman from Texas. Maybe Australia and Texas are the only people are the only place where people still have common sense and women are attracted to confident men. Because nothing says what? confidence like walking up walking up to a woman and then like talking to her when she can't hear you. <laughs> nothing nothing says confidence like a man who has to read a blog and how to talk to oh, women. God. The feminist culture is doing so much harm to both genders. So I'm thankful for guys like you not backing down when faced with overwhelming criticism. You could say that. He's bad at reading the signs, which probably means he's not good at approaching people at all, but whatever. Please know that for every person who criticises you, there are a hundred who support you and don't speak up. That's why this guy's quoted five of them on his website. Yeah, now, I secure. that's probably the other way around. For the one person that agrees with your statements, there's probably hundreds yeah, that don't. For every woman going, I'd love it if like, you know, a confident guy came up and like, you know, told me, approached me at the gym. You'll get like 60 other women going, please don't please do that. It's awful. Please leave the fuck alone. Just, I just want to do my work. I just want to go for a and job. And that's not to mention I want to well, talk. That's just single women. Think about how many women are in relationships who are also out there having a job who just don't want anyone to come up and be fucking creepy. Yeah. It's like, I've got shit to do. There are hundreds who support you. The insecure, hateful people. Yeah, because like, not like Dan, who's like, no, not insecure at all. That's why he posted support <laughs> from random people instead of standing by his original. He, he hasn't even put up a fucking paragraph from himself defending his position. He's hiding behind women. Yep. This is the guy who's supposed to be confident. He's going to teach us to be confident. He's confident and like, no, be your to own not man. Defend himself, He's confident enough to, to use other women as a shield. Words. What a confident man. Um, who, oh, who sit at their keyboards and anonymously hate you because they have nothing better to do, like a day job. Like, you know this guy wrote this article for his day <laughs> job, right, lady? <laughs> this is his job, to sit behind a keyboard or whatever. And it makes them feel better about their pathetic self to try and destroy someone else. Especially someone who stands against their perfect little false reality. Like, you know, like your false reality of, like, you know, women liking yeah. this. When 99% of people I've spoke to have said the other thing, but whatever. Obviously, your audience is made up of creepers and rapists, I'd say, if some of them might do. And any, Where did that fucking yeah, leap come from? And anyone with half a brain will know that you aren't encouraging negative behaviour, yeah. Because nothing... Like, there can only be wholesome, positive interactions, you know, with... Um, just randomly approaching people in the street and with the sole intention of, you know, fucking them or whatever. Yeah, that's completely Okay, we've also got one... We've, we've got a final, final email from purposely a woman. In the wake of the BuzzFeed and Twitter attention, I want to give my support for what you do. I'm a woman and I read the headphones article and you were spot on with your advice. I've been married for a while now. 
So how spot what? What do you mean spot on? Did your husband like approach you when you were yeah, going? Yeah, that's, how, how that's how they met. She just got stopped by him in the and, street with her headphones and see, on. And seeing the nastiness, especially women were posting, scared me. A women that vicious. Now, do you know what would scare me a bit more? A huge guy approaching me when I'm like five foot two <laughs> and like making me feel uncomfortable and saying, "Give me your phone number." And men not allowed to be part of the world and do what the hell they want as well. Well, maybe you shouldn't put the words like do whatever yeah. the hell they want. Don't ever tell somebody that they can do what the hell they want. No, Lucas, they've got the right. Oh, they've got the go. right to approach well, you. That, like, Jenna McCarthy. My question is, so how open is that woman who is now happily married open to men randomly coming up to her and stopping on the street? Is she really oh, welcoming and happy about every single time that happens? No, no, of course they're not. It's because obviously they saw like this thing. It's like, oh, now we have a chance to like, you know, get some rage yeah. clicks. By, like, no, being contrarian dickheads. But it's just really fucking funny. <laughs> the idea that he hasn't even got the fucking balls to write a rebuttal. Oh. All he can do is, like, hold up I mean, women. to be the, fair, like, though, Carl. Here, thousands of people agree with me. Here are three women who do How so. How can you write a rebuttal to a paragraph? Will it have to be, like, a sentence? He's <laughs> so good. <laughs> the fact he's got a team. There's a team of people who help him write this stuff. Fucking hell. And he's saved... He's got SoundCloud clips of the interviews he did where we talked to these people. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here we go. Jenny McCarthy interview, 3.1k views. I mean, that's how, that's how you get the views, Carl. You just put out shitty article headlines. Also as well, this guy, his fucking picture that he used himself is amazing. Because it's just him, and he looks like exactly how you'd expect. <laughs> He's just like, he is create a character face number one. Oh god. With a, with a little bit of stubble and a shirt, but his profile picture is like a random, what I'm assuming is just like stock model stood in front of him as if he has a girlfriend, <laughs> but, he's looking di- but he's looking direct to camera, so he's looking at oh, me. Oh, God. So, this is the guy who's supposed to give you advice on women. Here's a picture I took with a woman who's not my girlfriend, <laughs> ignoring her. I'm ignoring her. In the context of the photo I took, I'm not even looking at her in the you fucking know what? eyes. You not surprising. <laughs> Here we are, create a character face. The fuck are you doing, man? Dan Bacon, suck a dick. Oh man, that's amazing. I'm glad you went on this adventure with me, though, Lucas, because that was you know that was was certainly an adventure. And what you need to do right now is because you'll be editing this, correct? It'll be going up next week. I want you to ask your girlfriend after this ends, and you go into your front room, get yourself a cup of tea. Ask her what she would do. If a random guy approached her at the gym when she was wearing headphones and did what Dan Bacon suggested, which is make a shitty joke about heavy metal, laugh in her face, and ask for her phone number. And just put that, get that reaction, and then put that in the description of today's video. <laughs> yeah. Put that in, you know just what, so people know. It's fine. You know what? I, I invite every woman out there to do the same thing as well. Let us know either in the comments of this or on social media for myself or Lucas. Just let us know what I would you actually, would do. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, put. put I'm a very down curious. Like in the uh, in the comment section, just let us know how you would actually react, whether you're single or not, to like just a guy coming up and demanding you take your headphones off and give him your number. <laughs> the best bit is as well because I think he must have changed it because initially it was a lot creepier, and initially his advice was you walk up and you mime the um, what is it now? You mime the action of removing the headphones right to her initially it was like that and it was a whole role play thing 
and I think you must have changed it because you realised how creepy yeah, it sounded. Yeah. Because initially, it's you walk up, you you use your body to physically block the woman's path if she's walking or jogging. Mind the headphones taking off action in a really like sarcastic, pedantic yeah. manner, and then start the conversation. Because all of the piss takes of it always start with the guy walking up and just miming sucking his own dick. <laughs> It's like, because that's what he's like. The first piece of reaction is don't approach. It's like physically block her path with yeah. your body, which immediately is always, so bad. Always uh, give them some fucking space to move. It's like just walking up to a fucking person and just backing them into a corner and being like, "Talk to me." <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> Am I being confident? Do you like my confidence? Would you like to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh cards? <laughs> like, no. It's great, but you know, oh man, we've been on adventure date today. advice from Carl. Just get a girl to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. It's not even that. The number one piece, like we could do that. We can close off. Number one piece of dating advice is best chat line is hello, and that's it. <laughs> that's all you need. The word hello is your is the greatest. But weapon. you know what? We just leave it all the, as a for men and women. It's like two hours long, but the last like hour and fifty eight minutes is just dead air. For everyone looking for this advice, she's just the best chat of lines. Just hello. End of podcast. Just put it right at the end. No, no, it's fine. But to close off, Lucas, as usual, do you have anything you'd like to plug for the nice people uh, yeah. at home? Yeah, as anyone who will have uh, listened to other podcasts, I have started a YouTube channel, uh, Legend of Canto. So I'm trying to work through my actual work and my drugged up back pain and get some uh, content made for that. But I've got one, you, one video. You're trying to moment, feel worse yeah, now, aren't you? Chipping away. Chat about fit. It's fine. I'll have the office soon, mate. You can come over and we record some content together. We'll get some oh, stuff. Oh, God, yeah. Out. We'll get that cross. I mean, I've done that whole thing of like, I've made one video. Now I want to make a really in depth, well edited one that's going to take me 10 times longer to make. There it is. Start making fact videos, mate. That's really <laughs> easy. It's all good fun. We'll get something sorted. Anything else you need to do off long? Uh, no. Anything like that regard? Uh, well, as usual, mine is just like, don't annoy me don't Twitter. annoy him I'm not man. using Twitter actually no I just said send me stuff on Twitter I'm not using Twitter <laughs> at the moment but send me send it to Brad and then ask Brad to tell me do that <laughs> that'll be the way that's what Brad get in contact. getting DMs of can you tell Carl this my girlfriend said fuck off if you talk to me with headphones <laughs> in oh, oh dear god go watch Fact Fiend guys I'll plug it for well, Carl you can if you want yeah it's fine I don't mind but yeah not really doing the whole social media thing at the moment. So we probably sh- should talk about my can't be asked. Either way. Maybe that's a, thank another you podcast in the future, Carl. Yeah, after we get through the other six shelves I've got on my shelves. We'll do <laughs> Just one episode at a time. Slowly make our way down. <laughs> we'll get our way. The thing is, I missed stuff on that shelf. But um, you know what? We'll save it for another day. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I hope thank you very much. have a nice day. Bye, guys.